Kenichiwa Minisan. Oh yeah! Hello and welcome to Famicast 24, your Famicast for May 2013. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and I have my Fami stars with me here today, uh, Mr. Ty Shugert. I'm the greatest man alive. Pretty much. I wouldn't argue with that. I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. He's pretty famous on the internet. I don't know if you heard. Uh, <laughs> and we also have, as always, Minoru Kumicho Yamaizumi. Xbox Unplug. Xbox Unplug. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, so we're going to maybe talk a little bit about the Xbox a little bit later. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty... I, Ty was saying he has some pretty interesting things to say, so we'll... Uh, well, you could look forward to that. And from the other side of the planet, we have Mr. Don Koopman. Who just died. Learn to play. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> What's up, man? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm doing pretty good. So, Great. all right. Well, we have, I guess, an action-packed episode for you here today. It's uh, not really. It's not a, really. Nothing is really going to be discussed. It's going to be boring and no stupid. No fun allowed. No fun allowed. Yeah. You should probably just turn the podcast off now. Uh, but if you don't want to do that and test what's going to happen, hey, keep on listening. So. Um, yeah, we have quite a, well, a few things to talk about here today, so let's go ahead and get right to it with new business. Alright, and I'm going to go ahead and kick us off here for new business. I've been playing quite a bit of stuff, but I'm only going to talk about two games here today. Uh, the first game I really want to talk about is Moedo Pro Yaku. Uh, bases loaded on the Famicom. Uh, it's a game that just came out recently on the 3DS Virtual Console, and I don't know about you guys, but I've always had kind of a thing for retro baseball games. Is that just me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I've always been more of a European guy, so I have that with football or soccer games. So well, I hey, are, I, I could have swore like the Dutch were doing really good in baseball for some reason on the world stage. It's kind of yeah, weird. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's true. What the hell happened? I mean, it's fucking the Netherlands, you know? Yeah, well, they have a pretty good team. They mostly come from like other countries mm -hmm. or from uh, the, uh, the Caribbean area. Okay, okay. Well, that's usually where they nab most of these guys, even in the States sometimes, huh? But, yeah. um... <laughs> anyway, so I've been playing a bit of this, and like I said, it's it's bases loaded on the NES back in the day, and um, some really cool things about this game that kind of set it apart from other 2D baseball games at the time is, uh, namely, like, the viewpoint whenever you're pitching and just batting, too. It's really kind of like a, I guess you can say, cinematic experience. It's almost like watching baseball on TV, because whenever you're pitching and batting, the camera is based behind, like, the pitcher, like how it usually would be on TV. And instead of just, you know, when the camera's, like, right behind the home plate and you're just hitting basically 
to the left or right or up or down or whatever. It, it, this is a little bit more complicated. I mean, you kind of have like this, I don't know, this pseudo 3D-ish, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, this is kind of like 3D atmosphere, I guess, if you're trying to hit the ball. It's a little bit more complicated and it's definitely a lot harder than trying to like, you know, hit the ball in like, you know, uh, RBI baseball or even my personal favorite, Kungaku Jr. Uh, Major League Baseball on Super Nintendo. Um, but um, it, it's really cool. It's pretty freaking hard, like I said. But um, yeah, I mean, the cinematic experience really kind of sets this game apart. Uh, so none of you guys like baseball games at all? No one? Well, uh, I, I like baseball games, but I haven't played much of them. Okay. I, I do have kind of a soft spot for some weird games like Baseball Simulator 1000 <laughs> and Base Wars. Base Wars. I don't think I've played those. Base either of those Wars games. is a game where where you play baseball with robots. Okay. And, and they fight each other for the bases. Just like the major leagues. Yeah, that's an <laughs> NES game. Cool. Check it the, out. I think the last two baseball games I've played is one that Mario won on Wii. Uh-huh. Which only came out in Japan, or from, never in Europe, so I had to import it as well. Hmm, that's pretty hard, um, dude. Yeah, we got the first one on GameCube, never the sequel. Um, huh. And then the second one was that Weird Arc System Works baseball game. Oh, God. Was it a 3DS download title, WiiWare? Yeah, yeah, it was a 3DS download title. Oh, God. <laughs> and, I don't know. And, and, and I, I recorded a video of it, but it's super boring, so I don't recommend anybody <laughs> watching it. I don't know. Something about those Arc System Work games that just grind my gears. Every time I see one on the release list, I'm thinking, seriously, guys, you you guys are still making games, but <laughs> yeah, they you know. use they reuse music every single game. Uh, it's, it's it's so it's so freaking apparent now. It's not even funny anymore. So like, I, I, they they recently released this month like a new puzzle game, mm -hmm. and I swear it's it, it's the same menu music from like the Family or Okiraku games. Uh, I wonderful. swear, it, it, they are not doing anything original with that music anymore. I'm not surprised. <laughs> but Man, they got to bring in that Guilty Gear guy to, <laughs> to, to shred oh. on his guitar a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, would be, it would just go, playing, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I mean, aside from what, Guilty Gear and like, Kunio Kun stuff, I mean, Arc System Works is kind of void of good games, <laughs> really. Uh, well, they or did all those good fighting games. Yeah. Do they? Oh, they oh, like oh, oh. Games, though. And what's that Contra game on, like, Live Arcade Oh, um, and PSN? Blast Corps? Hardcore. I think it was Blast Corps or something. I don't know. It, it, it was called Hardcore, I think. C-O-R-P-S? Yeah, I think so. Are you serious? <laughs> something like that. It's okay. cool as heck. Sounds cool. It's a cool game, yeah. Man, I can't believe you guys haven't heard of Base Wars. No, huh. sorry, dude. Like, no, sorry, man. Yeah, when it, when it comes to baseball games, I'm I, and sports games in general, I don't like goofy shit. I like kind of simulation-based stuff. I mean, I think the only kind of goofy, f fun, I guess, type of uh, sports game I really cared for was Super Mario Strikers on the GameCube. I thought that was a blast. Yeah, but I'm just the opposite. Like, I find you know very realistic sports games to be incredibly boring mm -hmm. but you know you add some cartoon characters with super moves and you have amazingly fun games <laughs> yeah i mean 
I don't know. I, I enjoyed games like Don and Minota, you probably have no idea about this and don't care, but uh, NFL Blitz, you know, arcade style American football games, you know, back in the day. And I guess I, they, I don't know. It's yeah, it's 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 basically American football, but arcadey and you could like slam people around and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, you kind of do that in real American football, but I mean, there are rules. I mean, basically to protect thing, people from getting hurt. The thing is, I want to understand American football. Mm hmm. But but my mind is too set on uh, on soccer, dude. I mean, there are so many things that are just. I, even if you understand like the basics, I mean, sometimes like other penalties and just weird shit that happens during the game, you'd be like, well, "What what the fuck did that happen for?" Blah blah blah, and they'd be like, "Oh well, his foot was uh two yards back," and uh, I mean, you know, it just gets kind of ridiculous sometimes. But yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, it it can be pretty fun. I enjoy it quite a bit, obviously. I talked about Madden <laughs> before on yeah, this fair, very show. Fair enough. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I have no Talking idea. Talking about sports games, by the way, uh-huh. none of them are coming to Wii U. <laughs> yeah! How about that? EA basically like, fuck you, Nintendo, we're not going to bring Madden or FIFA to the Wii U. Because they sold so terribly. Because we made some shitty ports. Come on, man. It's a vicious cycle. I mean, yeah. They didn't do anything well with those two games so far, I've heard. I mean, I, I can't speak for Madden, but what I experienced with um, with FIFA, they added too much gimmicks and didn't really focus on the gameplay all too well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, sh shoot shoot the ball in the goal with by tapping on the touchscreen. I mean... I don't care for that stuff. No. I want that disabled, and it wasn't an option to. That sucks. And I don't know. I, I've I haven't played a sports game on a Nintendo console for a very long time. I think since like Madden 2007, which was like a launch game on the Wii, and it wasn't very good. <laughs> I, I didn't think so. Neil Runahan might prove me otherwise or whatever. I, but... I've heard the later ones on Wii are pretty good, but I um... yeah. Also, hearing that team doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, it, it sucks. It's kind of it's disappointing, and I, I know we're kind of going off on a bit of a rant here, but I mean, it is disappointing because hey, I and Danny like sports games. There's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. It's fine, and I mean, dude, if you look at Madden and FIFA that came out, I mean, I can't really speak for FIFA because I didn't really read much about it, but at least for Madden, I mean, it's kind of like a gimped version of. Last year's version. They didn't even use like this new engine that they were touting for the 360 mm -hmm. and PS3. So, and, uh, yeah. I what they know. did with with FIFA from a gameplay standpoint is that they took the engine of last year's game and modified it. Mm -hmm. And it didn't make any additions from uh, FIFA 13 to to the Wii U one. Mm -hmm. So they had, didn't have the new physics engine. They didn't have anything special added to it. It was also a bit bare bones in that fashion. Yeah. And what really gets me is like when developers do shit like this and then they're like, oh, our games didn't sell well. Derp. Well, okay, it's on a Nintendo platform. That's one thing. Another thing, you're releasing an inferior product. So what the fuck do you expect? You know? Free money. Yeah, also, also, <laughs> you had bad P also, FIFA had bad PR like a month beforehand by releasing like a direct cloned copy of FIFA 12 on Wii. Yeah. With just the roster update. I mean, who the hell do you think you are? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so it, it's just stupid, and I mean, we could probably go on and on for hours and hours about all this crap, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not healthy to do so, actually. Yeah, exactly. So I guess, you know, we, we could just <laughs> stop that there, but... um. Yeah. 
I guess back to bases loaded. That, like I said, what uh, Moedo Pro Yaku just came out in Japan on the 3DS. Uh, I have no idea if this will ever come out in the West on the 3DS. I mean, it's not. I don't think it'd be totally hard to do because I don't think they use, and at least in the states, I don't think they use the Major League Baseball uh, license. They sure probably as hell don't have the players. So I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to do. I mean, the Japanese one, I don't think those are real Japanese teams. I mean, they're just like labeled by letters <laughs> so i mean and then the players are just like you know common japanese names oh it's yamada and uh, actually and uh, all the players names are um, some um, fake fake okay yeah well there it is fake <laughs> nothing but fake people so i as long as it's the same in the states i don't see why at least this version of the game can't come out i yeah. mean yeah, like I said, I know some of the later games in NES era, like baseball games, sports games, just started getting like players association licenses and official licenses from the leagues and stuff like that. So I mean that that's obviously harder to bring, uh, you know, two different platforms and crap with the classic players and all that shit. But yeah, who knows? So if you if you're a fan of baseball and have a Japanese 3DS, you can at least get a decent baseball game that isn't made by Arc System Works. So yay. Yeah, that's a highly specific crowd right there. <laughs> <laughs> I might be the only one in that crowd, but that's just fine. So I'm in that crowd too, so that sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, the next game I've been playing, uh, kind of begrudgingly maybe, <laughs> is uh, 3D Sonic the Hedgehog. And... SonicCycle.jpg <laughs> and, The Sonic uh... Cycle hasn't existed for two games. Get over it already. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, Sonic. Seriously, Sonic Colors and Generations are good games. People should shut the hell up about that Sonic cycle. Oh, there you go. Don's getting mad. I was gonna, but now I'm gonna troll you more. <laughs> seriously, I like those two games. People are being pissy about that Sonic cycle too much. Let's talk about the Mario cycle, about the new Super Mario Brothers cycle. That's not gonna work on me. I don't like Mario games either. <laughs> I don't like anything. I'm just cynical <laughs> about every video game. Yes, this is true. <laughs> well, uh, to three Sonic the Hedgehog. This is the <laughs> this is the third game in like the Sega. Uh, what's I guess could be translated as the reprint project that they've been kind of doing here. And Don and Minoto, you guys talked about Space Harrier. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we talked about Space Harrier. But we got we didn't talk about Super Hang On, did we? Uh, well, at the most end no. of the week, when I, when I had like seven things to talk about, and you all chose one I should talk about. Okay. Well, yeah. So I mean, basically, before Sonic, there was uh, 3D Space Harrier, and then there's 3D uh, Super Hang On. Uh, all I think the uh, handling of like these versions were handled by M2, which is they're pretty much responsible for almost every Sega. I guess, remake of, like, classic games for Wii, uh, 3DS, whatever, stuff like that, possibly. I could be wrong. Please don't quote they me They are that. also responsible currently for the Game Gear translation on the 3DS Virtual Console. Which is fantastic. And, um, I, I, you know, technically, with 3D Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, I, I think it's wonderful. 3D is absolutely great. Uh, I mean, it really, really pops out, and uh, especially, like, some of the background, well, I guess some of the foreground stuff, like, in the game. I, I, I'll be honest, too. I never really played Sonic games back in the day. I had a Super Nintendo, so, I don't know. My uncle had a Genesis, but I played, like, Sonic Spinball, 
and <laughs> that's not really Sonic. Weak. <laughs> it's my uncle. It wasn't me. And I was like, I don't know, 10 years old or whatever. So, hey, give me a break. I didn't have a job yet. Um, <laughs> Lousy but, uh, child labor laws. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? I could have had a job making money and buying all sorts of games, but what the hell? Put that kid in a coal mine. <laughs> <laughs> Would have loved it. Uh, aside from coal mines and... Uh, <laughs> No, like I said, technically the stuff's really good. I mean, stuff in the foreground of the game that's kind of like brought into 3D. There's like, you know, different planes. I think, you know, like three different planes. So you have like foreground stuff on one, Sonic on the other, and then like the background stuff on another. And uh, it looks it looks really, really good. Um, and then, of course, you have complete uh, the ability to completely customize the controls to any way that you want. I mean, you could... Well, aside from like you know putting going left or right on R and L or something like that, you know, but uh, yeah, it, it's really really good in terms of like t- technical stuff that they've done with the game. Uh, they have like the Japanese and like uh, what the hell, Kaigai uh, outside of the country uh, foreign version, I guess, of what's you know what the game is. So I mean, there's basically two versions of the game in it, and um, yeah, what's the, what's the difference? Well, I, I really couldn't tell, <laughs> to, per- mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest. Um, I think I read somewhere that there are some differences. What are they? You have to check Wikipedia for that. Uh, <laughs> but um, regardless, they're there. So, I mean, and essentially, too, these games are already translated. So, I mean, come on. I don't understand why more than Space Harrier hasn't been announced for the West. But at any rate... Yeah, I I don't know how that situation is handled, especially with um, how Sega in the West is is how they are currently. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. But um, in terms of the game itself, well, then you know, too, there are save states, so I mean, that's a godsend for me uh, with some of these classic games that I've never played. Because I, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes if, if there are these games that you never played, I mean, yeah, you're maybe unfamiliar with this or that bosses or just bullshit stuff in the stages and it's always nice yeah. to kind of have that comfort of the safe state so you can just save and just be like okay I'm safe for right now and I could go on and if I fucking die and whatever and for the people who really like the game there is you can have directly access already to the level select code that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I mean yeah straight from the beginning you don't have to beat the game for that stuff at all I mean you can just access no you also have to put in like this this combination of of like buttons and directly just press start and get that uh, selection of levels directly to you Uh, from that actually it's like on the menu there's this little button that says like special and as long as you have that selected then you can select whatever stage you want it's pretty simple and uh well it's weird to me that they haven't implemented this in a menu because the other games in the series do yeah i i found it kind of weird too because the first i beat the game and then i was thinking wait where the hell's the level select stuff and then i was like looking through the instruction manual i was like oh okay <laughs> that's how you do that and um yeah it's kind of weird but because like the the previous two games uh, super hang on and Space Harrier do that upfront. When you enter the game, there is directly the option to choose any level you like on on the touchscreen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So it, it seems it seems weird to, weird to me that they just made the level select code a toggleable option instead from making a proper menu where you could see like more info and what you can expect from those levels. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe they just didn't want to change. Wow, fuck. Who knows, man? <laughs> it's just, it's kind of weird. Yeah. But um, as for the game itself, I mean, at least like the first half of the game, I think it works really well because, I mean, Sonic is all about speed. And a lot of these early stages in the game, they allow you to go through the stages very quickly and you can, you know, do the loop-de-loops and all that crazy stuff and not have to worry too much about, like, stopping, platforming, killing an enemy and stuff like that. I mean, sure, there is some of that stuff, but it's few and far enough between so you can actually still enjoy the roller coaster that is Sonic the Hedgehog. But as you get later in the game, it just gets... It really gets slowed down because there's some stages that are just way too much platforming. Maybe you're waiting for like little openings and stuff like that to come up, and then there's the whole bullshit underwater stage, which where Sonic is literally moving in slow motion, and you have to fucking find bubbles to breathe, and it's just infuriating. And I I fucking hated that part of the game. But for me, from I always play Sonic the Hedgehog in different fashion because for me. Those games are not about the speed, and it never has been, actually. Uh-huh. It is more about how you can keep your momentum going in the platforming sections. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming... that only It will give you the underwater level, because that is exactly how much <laughs> I hate that game. <laughs> um, that part of the game. Mm-hmm. But the other stuff, I don't have a big issue with it, because you have to really quickly learn to keep that momentum in a fast pace in a good succession. Yeah. And that, to keep your game a bit going. I think that's a good uh, thing to say about the game too because I mean if you're like walking up a hill and you're going like in a pretty good clip, I mean you'll go up, you know, fa- fine and you'll just be just fine, but if you like slow down and stop and then you're on the middle of a hill, you're like crawling up this hill like so slowly. It's just annoying and I don't know, another thing about like the I guess physics of the game too if you're jumping when you're like on a hill and you're kind of at like this weird like 45 degree angle you'll jump straight out from like the floor at like this weird angle whereas maybe in something like a Mario game you jump like you know straight up in the air and being a Nintendo gamer I mean it just kind of threw me off a bit and I was like man this is stupid. <laughs> Learn to play, noob. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? I mean, uh, that that's part of it, too. I'm, I'm not really too experienced with these old-school Sonic games, so I mean, that's another thing, too, but, I mean, if you out there are looking forward to this game, I mean, and have never played it, then that's something to really think about, too. I mean, it's just, it's a lot different than Mario, and uh, just a lot of <laughs> things like that you should kind of look out for. I think I think when they translate the the older classics on the games, you have a better time with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, actually, Minoru, have you played the original Sonic? Or have you played this one or anything like that, man? Eh, never. Never. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Hated Sega through and through all these years. I understand. <laughs> um, Ty, are you pretty experienced with the series or? Um, just Sonic One and Two. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much a golden okay. god at Sonic 2. I love that yeah. game. Okay. And let's see. I can't believe that you haven't played that Sonic and Knuckles then. Huh. I have played Sonic and Knuckles. I okay. mean, okay. not a lot, like not to completion. But I see. I but see. yeah, I mean, I played Sonic 3. I played Sonic and Knuckles. I did play through Sonic Adventure, but mm. that's a different beast than the <laughs> 2D Sonics. Uh, in a weird kind of way, I like Sonic Adventure. In a retrospect, I don't really like Sonic Adventure. Yeah, oh. it's like, eh, it's okay. Whatever. Yeah. 
I mean, it definitely has its problems. I think my Dreamcast rose-colored glasses are on when I'm thinking about that game all the time. And I mean, yeah, there's some stages that are really cool, especially, I think, like the second world where it's literally like a roller coaster when you're like going yeah. through some of the loops and but stuff. But in my book, like the closer a Sonic game is to Sonic 2, the better it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like the reason to own a Genesis, I mm-hmm. think. What about Game Gear? <laughs> uh, Game Gear didn't have enough battery life to beat a Sonic game. <laughs> I, I had a Genesis back in the day. I had Sonic 2 and NBA Jam Tournament Edition. And yeah, that. And then I was always wanting to buy like this TV tuner for the Game Gear, which is like $120. And, you know, 10 year old yeah. Danny definitely couldn't afford that shit. Yeah. Um, but, to uh, not troll, I did hear Sonic <laughs> Generations was really good. I've been, I haven't played it, but I've been listening to the soundtrack, and it's really good. Well, uh, to be honest, I I really like. Um, so there, there's a new team that took over ever since uh, Sonic Colors, like a new annotated team of for um, so, for Sonic Team, sorry, and they have been they have been more fun with it. They are not taking Sonic seriously anymore. They're just having fun with the plot lines. And just having fun with the platforming sections, and those two games are really what makes Sonic shine a bit more. So I'm actually really excited for the next one um, because of those two last games. Um, and also Roger Craig Smith, who also plays Ezio in the Assassin's Creed games, and currently is also now the voice of Batman, does a wonderful job. It's like more of a cartoonish Sonic. Hey, that's cool with me as long as there are no fishing segments. <laughs> nope, there are no fishing segments, sir. Hell yeah. Cool. Well, um, <clears throat> I guess to get back to 3D Sonic the Hedgehog, I, I did write a review. It's up on the site. Um, you should give it a read through. It kind of talks about some of the stuff I talked about here, maybe a couple other different things I didn't mention. I ended up giving the game a, a 7 out of 10. I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of bullshit in the latter part of the game, I feel, but, I mean, the... the this is probably the best version of Sonic the Hedgehog that you can find out there. And I think that's really saying something. So, I mean, if you're, if you're a fan of Sonic, uh, or if you're just interested in the original series at all, I think this is definitely something to keep your eye out for if it ever <laughs> makes it to the West, which I'm pretty sure it probably will. It'll just take some time. But, um, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. It's, it's not bad, not perfect. 3D doesn't make it perfect or even maybe fun necessarily, as some people might think, Johnny Metz. <laughs> but, uh, you know, check it out. So, anyway. All right, well, that's going to do it for me, and we're going to go ahead and move on. All right, Minoru is going to go ahead and pick, uh, kick us off with the next bit of new business. Yes. Uh, since early April, I've played Dark Souls on PS3 mm-hmm. for about 100 hours. Yeah, and, Jesus. Uh, and pretty much nothing else. And I've not finished it yet. <laughs> yeah, it's too long. <laughs> but I'm still enjoying it. It's simply awesome. You know, Dark Souls is an action RPG released in two years ago for PS3 and 360, and later for PC too. It was developed by my favorite developer from software, 
It's a spiritual successor of Demon's Souls and King of the Field, you know, both of which I talked about recently.、Mm-hmm. And the biggest difference between Dark and Demon's Souls is in map structure. In Demon's so- Demon Souls, you're based in the hub world, and from it, you warp to one of the five worlds, each of which consists of a few stages. On the other hand, Dark Souls is an open world game. The entire world looks great, and each area is quite distinct. Aside from the first tutorial world,、um, the entire world is continuous. I mean, you can seamlessly go from one area to another without a loading screen,、mm-hmm. apart from boss battles. So, while playing the game, you sometimes step into a new area unintentionally. You can experience such a wonderful moment only in open world games. And this game enhances such a moment by a caption telling the name of the area, like Northern Undead Asylum, and more impressively by a particular sound effect. <laughs> uh, which always comes with such a caption. <laughs> many, many Dark Souls players will agree this is、um, very impressive. I think it's intentional that the notice typically comes a few seconds later you have entered a new area.、Uh, the caption and the sound effect come exactly when you would think, like, wait, wait, where am I?、Mm-hmm. I think the timing is perfect. <laughs> anyway,、uh, the discovery of a new area is always a holy shit moment in this game. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it really is.、Yeah. And this game has no loading screen、uh, like King's Field. I think this no loading tradition helps a lot to enhance,、uh, to enhance the holy shit moment and the sense of adventure.、Uh, if you had a loading screen before it,、um, the moment would be much less impressive.、Mm-hmm. Uh, another um, thing of.、Uh, another Mm, remark- remarkable thing about this game is how this game treats death. You know, recently RFN crew had an interesting discussion about death in video games.、Mm-hmm. I'd like to add a little to the discussion here. In Dark Souls, you are undead. If I remember correctly,、uh, you start as a living form, but once you die, you restart as an Ugly, hollow form. <laughs> It's not zombie. You are still rational, but、uh, you look like a moving dead body. <laughs> of, yeah, of course, you have a way to revive to human form, but you need to devote a precious consumable item called、uh, humanity. And, you know, in this game, you die many, many times. So,、mm, you are almost always in hollow form. Here's a lesson. Uh, even if you create a pretty girl in character making like I did, you're most likely to end up controlling an ugly undead <laughs> in 99% of the time.、Hmm. Yeah, anyway,、uh, NPCs in this game,、uh, they are also in either human form or in horror form. Like many other open world games and Demon's Souls, you can kill them. And get some items, and they are gone, whether they are in human or horror form. The only way to see lost NPCs again is to beat the game and start a new game plus. 
So, for example, if you kill a merchant, uh, you can no longer buy items from him, which may be consequential. Mm-hmm. In my case, I saw a holy maiden in a dungeon, mm-hmm. and there were two strong enemies nearby. So I decided to use a very powerful spell, a Fire Tempest, uh, in order to help her, because I'm a firemancer, mm-hmm. and my firepower had maxed out. I was like, screw you guys, welcome to my inferno. <laughs> uh, the fire surrounding me burned the enemies, as well as her. They all died. <laughs> oh, that bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I was the only one standing there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she deserved it. Yeah, I had no chance to learn powerful miracles you could learn only from her. <laughs> this is sad and sucks. <laughs> but uh, I think this feature of NPCs Lost can make your adventure more personal and therefore memorable like this. So I think it's okay. It adds some um, indeterminacy to adventure. And to be fair, Dark Souls is not flawless. It has a lot of technical problems. First of all, frame rate is very unstable. I had never minded the frame rate of video games, but soon after I started it, frame rate rate bothered me. On the first day, I even felt mild motion sickness for the first time, wow. at least while playing a third-person game. Mm. I eventually got used to the uh, unstable frame rate, but it's really bad, especially in some areas. Huh. In addition to this issue, uh, this game is very buggy. Before I started the game, um, we got the bug fix patch in early April this year. Uh, the developer still continues re- releasing the patches for this game, which was re- released back in 2011. In fact, uh, this month, uh, they re- released a new patch to fix a serious bug again. But uh, this also means there are st- mm, still many people playing this game. I mean, it's still not too late at all uh-huh. to join the party. <laughs> Yeah. Um, aside from these technical issues, uh, Dark Souls is phenomenal. We will see this game's influence in many games in the near future. Mm-hmm. In this connection, uh, this January, Aonuma, the director of Zelda, said the new console Zelda will be quite different from previous ones. Do you remember what he said? No. He said, uh, like, we are going to reconsider Zelda's conventions, such as single-play, beating dungeons one by one in a predetermined order, and making progress alongside the scenario. <laughs> Interestingly, Dark Souls uh, doesn't share any of these. It integrates online multiplayer into single-play campaign in a very unique way. And it's pretty non-linear, and you don't have to care about the scenario. So, at present, although both series are action RPGs in a fantasy world, they are polar opposite in terms of game system, Mm. as well as atmosphere. But the next Zelda might be similar to Dark Souls in some ways. It may be interesting to imagine what the next Zelda will be like while playing Dark Souls. Mm. That's my new business. Cool, cool. That is definitely... I still... still, uh... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting stuff. I think you, finally, this month, you have sold me on a copy of Dark Souls. 
I'm going. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm going to buy it oh. at my next convenience. Well, that, and I also yeah. saw. Yeah, yeah, you should. You should. Uh, a video of someone mm. playing with a really interesting mod, uh, playing the PC version, where every time uh -huh. they die, instead of like you died or whatever, it says "Thanks, Obama." <laughs> and it, yeah, it made me laugh really hard. <laughs> so. The 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 thing is, I played Demon Souls, but I didn't know when for me was the exact time to pl go and play Dark Souls. Maybe I will be this summer. Yeah, I, I after you talked about Kingsfield last time, you know, I, mm -hmm. I've been kind of like looking at stuff about that and whatnot, and I don't know, it seems interesting. And especially like you said, like it's crazy for a PlayStation era game where it's just like the whole world is loaded up and like Yamauchi yeah, yeah. is like shitting his pants because like that isn't possible. Yes, it is possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, that's that's incredible. And I don't know, I you know, I, I love Zelda and I, I like a lot of things about it, but I mean there are some things with it too at the same time. I, I kinda wish that they would change up. I'm not saying, like, I want it to be just a carbon copy of Dark Souls, just add in, like, you know, 50 links with all whatever, you know, but I, I don't know. There's, there's some things that just kind of need to change to kind of keep it fresh, I think, personally, mm -hmm. but cool. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks a lot, Minoru, and we're going to go ahead and move on. And Don is going to be next with new business. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. From downtown. He's on fire. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> so, hello everybody. Um, so, I had three things to talk about this month. Um, first and foremost, I played more Project X-Zone. Uh, the demo came out in Europe this week. Um not in North America for some reason, so that was kind of interesting and weird how they handled that stuff. Um, so pretty much they have used uh, the Tokyo Game Show demo, which they released, what was it, in 2011? 12. 2011? Yeah, 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 last year. Like, pretty much right before the game came out. Yeah. Okay. So... They showed the scenario, uh, this very short scenario of like 15 minutes, where they introduced these characters from Sakura Wars or Sakura Tyson in Japan, and they introduced the spotline of this um, this demon angel. I I can't remember exactly, um, but it was interesting to see, this, to see all that dialogue in English. While the Japanese voices are still there. Oh really? And at the yeah, and at the end of the battle, they um, they first do like these the comments because usually in the Japanese version they would play the comments along alongside like the experience points you would get. Mm -hmm. uh, now they first play like the comments in Japanese and the 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 subtitles along with them, and then then they do the whole experience points thing. So they they made more splits to the various sections of it to make sure that that English 
players get more of the feeling of what they're actually saying. Hmm. So that was actually a very interesting change in that fashion. Of course, that that part of the of the that little demo is not really representative of the full game, because as we explored explored like many months ago, that scenario is actually way longer and and starts out way different. Like because you are starting off with these like two teams and they're both split it um, between a wall, so, and you have way un- way more units to work with, way more enemies to plot through. Mm-hmm. And then you get to that point in in the scenario, and you still have this whole different setup than what you actually saw um, concerning that demo. So it it was very interesting to, see to go back because I directly went back to. To the actual Japanese version and see how that one played out. It, it's it's very interesting to compare those back to back and see um, how they use that snippet to just perform it in the demo. It's it, it's inherently different. Hmm. But after that, I actually found myself like playing more of Project Exxon again. I went through the game more um, for the second time, and basically. I wanted to play it more strategically, so I wanted to use less items this time around. Mm-hmm. And I find myself that I couldn't do it, because I wanted to use those special attacks as much as I possibly could. So I used like experience attacks like all the freaking time. It was kind of insane, um, if you look at it in, uh, <laughs> in that fashion. Hmm. Because um, you use those experience points to like defend yourself... Or to like uh, do a counter attack. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I found myself that in those later scenarios, I had to use those items like pretty often because the swarm of enemies would get like way tougher towards the end. <laughs> so, I'm having more fun with that. I'm possibly later talking more about it again at a later date because I want to like see what the game has to offer. Now that I have experienced the demo a bit more, and now that I know all the specifics of like all the elements that are in that game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I, I might get um, completed by the end of this month, or I'm going to E3, cool, um, and see um, what surprises like Project Exxon still has in store for me. But it, it's I still love that game. That game is is a very good strategic game. Hmm. Yeah, I, I know, Don, we were talking about this before the show. Like, personally, I played about, like, four hours of it or something. I bought it on launch day. I thought it was pretty cool. I don't know. I just, I'm bad about doing this with games. I have such a huge backlog. But, Ty, did you beat the game? Or, like, how many hours did you play this? Dude? Um, oh, I, I haven't beat it, but I'm pretty far into it. Like, um, I don't know, halfway, maybe. Okay, okay. And you played, like, the original of the PS2, right? Yeah, like, I played uh, Namco Cross Capcom a bit. So, like, yeah, I recognize, like, you know, the original characters they have in the game. Uh-huh. The chick with the Pikachu hair, the guy that looks <laughs> like Dante, and mm-hmm. what's-her-face. Yeah. The one with the big boobs? Oh, wait, that's all of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of anime boobs in this game. <laughs> if, if you That's... if you like anime boobs, you should uh, check out this game. Definitely. If you like, if you like, and if you like over the top attack, yeah. Seriously, seriously, those um, those like those full one hundred percent experience attacks are awesome. Yeah, and 
I, I freaking love. If those. you like, you know, a lot of you know, Capcom, Namco, Sega fan service kind of stuff, like awesome music, like characters you love doing their their trademark moves and stuff. You should check this game out. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, I I, I, ta- I said it a bit earlier. They introduce also plot lines from those various series they they put in the game into this. It's true. And it, it yeah, it, it, it and not very in a convoluted way, just in a way from you kind of want to n- learn more about this whole thing. And I actually did after playing the English demo. I actually looked up the whole plot line of what the Sakura War section actually entailed, and it was pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, and I mean, like you know, I love stuff like you know, Dark Stalkers. And Virtua <laughs> Fighter, so it's interesting to see yeah. those characters like interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's it, it, it's just it's just fun in general to see like uh, characters from like Street Fighter, Virtua Fighter, and Tekken just talking to one another. Yeah, it's the height of fun, nonsensical video game bullshit. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> absolutely. I forget, did this game have the characters from, uh, what was that third Resident Evil gun game? Like, uh, Gun Survivor 3 or whatever. Because they were in Namco Cross Capcom, and that's a game I played that no one else did. (laughs) Like, specific characters only for that game? Yeah. Really? I I have no fucking idea, man. Hmm. I have no idea. I think it had, like, Yeah, I'm kind of blurring, like, the, the two games in my head. And I keep... Yeah, because I think Project X Zone just had like Jill and Chris, maybe. I think, and I mean they're, they're at least yeah, early yeah, on. Yeah. At I least th- early I on. I think you're right. Yeah. Man, I can't even remember their names. There was like an American dude and a Chinese woman, <laughs> and yeah, they were cool characters. Cool. They're cool. There are too many characters for I think Project X Zone yeah. to just. To just name them all in just one city. But heck, if I can remember them, yeah, it's a lot of characters. Definitely, too many characters. You can never have too many characters. Uh, oh, well, yeah, that's true. So the next thing I've played is uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D, which came out this week in Europe and North America on Friday, to be exact. No waggling. <laughs> no waggling indeed so this game is a part of the 2010 re-release by Retro Studios and it's a platformer a 2D platformer which um, features Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong going through various levels to to defeat the, the evil Tiki tribe oh. um so many, I've, I, I imagine many people have played it or not have played it, depending on what your tastes are. Um, but I, going back to the 3DS release, I, I have more fun this time around, and I don't know why that is. I think you don't have to waggle I'm, I'm pl- I'm, I'm, <laughs> for, for that, an amazingly simple but, function. Uh, uh, that's that's true, um, but it's. It adds to it that I can now use like the the roll with a button. It's 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 very simple to use, but that's not what the main reason why I find it more fun. I think the game is more forgiving in various ways, more than one to be exact. Um, I, I with the new mode, for example, you have more like 
um, room for error. Um, I, one thing that I always got annoyed me with um, with the original Donkey Kong Country Returns is that I would find myself like plowing myself in a lot of pits and not for particularly good reasons. Um, Waggling. With this one, <laughs> I, I still have that in this release though, so there's there's no really big difference there. Um, what I found myself is that I can now just attach that balloon item and get myself like saved from these from these cliffs. So I have less frustration now, which is way better for me <laughs> and for my health. Um, but visual-wise, the game holds up still really well on the 3DS. <laughs> um, they have made some small compromises, but it, it's not by much. Especially if you're looking at on, on like on the big screen of like the 3DS XL, it looks beautiful. <laughs> It looks really well. Um, I was playing one of the early stages, which is the, um, like this sunlight backdrop stage with, um, with like um, you only see like the shadows of Diddy and Donkey, mm-hmm. um, which is called Sunset Shore, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that looks beautiful on the 3DS screen. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, the the game. The game was always like the user of like the various layers in the foreign background. They already did that in the re-release. So seeing that come to life in the in the 3DS one has a really effective weight to it. Um, I I can't be more happy about the game. I really am enjoying the game this time around more than I did original for like the Waggle, but also for various reasons, which frustrated me like really early on. And now I'm having, I'm looking forward to like playing this more and experiencing like the stuff that I couldn't finish beforehand. Um, so I'm definitely, I'm still like in the third world, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I, I know it gets tough, like like to the factory and to the jungle. So I'm looking forward to those and seeing how I um, fare this time around. Um, one weird thing about the controls that I want to add quickly is that they, they have like, like grabbing items or like grabbing ledges. They 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 did that to the R button. Mm-hmm. That may seem like a weird choice, but it's more fun to me because it won't grab my head, hands around that much around the 3DS. So it's actually a good thing. Hmm. Yeah, that seems but really cool. I want to buy the game now. Yeah, well, in Japan we have to wait until uh, June thirteenth, which kind of sucks. But region yeah. locking is bullshit. It is fucking bullshit it, on a portable God. system. <laughs> Jeez. I I would rec- I would rec- recommend getting the retail version because the download version is insanely huge. Really? How big? Like I think I, I, I think it's almost two gigs or something. Oh man, okay. Huh. It really shows that they made the game from the ground up and made the assets look good in 3D. Um, so there's an estimate to that, but it, it's better to get the retail version because it will slug up an, a huge amount of your SD card. Yeah. Well, I, I just this past week on the 3DS eShop in Japan, they had a 3D uh, streaming video of it, and I watched it. And I mean, one of the things they showed was like that silhouette 
type of stage that you were talking about. That yeah, it looks pretty cool. And uh, I, I'm pumped for this game. I have it on the Wii. I got it. I bought it from uh, NWR, NWR staffer Andy Gergen like two years ago and didn't really mm-hmm. play it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's feel, it feels more well on a portable system to be really because honest. you can yeah. use buttons instead of wagons. <laughs> I think seriously, I mean that that's what really got it for me. I was like, man, I don't fucking want to waggle. I'm not gonna <laughs> let this go ever. Like, dude, I played. Uh, yeah, but it, it's yeah, but it's it's easy to just like pick up the 3ds, play a level, and put it down. That's that's way easier than than boot up a system on your home. Yeah, console, I mean, really frank. If the pacing is like. You know, Donkey Kong Country. That's really well suited yeah, to a portable. The pacing, the the pacing is still there from the yeah. Wii game. The, the exact same pacing, so it's it's staying, still same the good game. Huh. But and if if and if you want to play like the original mode, like with all the challenge two intact, you can do that. And you shake your 3ds to roll. Yeah, no, 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 just to use a button. But if you want like like a lesser like a lesser hard experience that's there for those people as well so it's more suited to everybody how often do you can you like save can you save like after every stage or what um in, in the in in new mode you can okay it will save almost after after directly after every stage right on. The, the original mode will keep that same thing that you have to buy the key first or you should get have to get to a certain point to get saved well, i think i'm playing with new mode then <laughs> that's okay. awesome yep. that has both modes mm-hmm yeah. So you get to choose. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't matter which for which side you pick because the challenge of those levels is still there. Mm-hmm. You just have more safety nets in new mode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like. But you don't have to play um, new mode if you're good at video games. No. <laughs> so I, I'm or interested. If, if, but I like to I like to have it more like portable chunks, so I like to have it on new. Yeah, that yeah, only for that, that definitely makes sense too. So yeah, yeah for me, yeah, yeah for me personally, I mean, having it save after every stage that's great because if I only want to just open up my 3ds, play one stage, and just be done, I could do that. That's awesome. I love that. Well, for me, go. for good design decisions. Yeah, hell yeah. As man. opposed to bad design yeah. decisions like waggling <laughs> to roll. Yeah, shake your 3ds to roll. No, don't do that. that. Embarrassing. There, well, there are some weird design decisions in the, in the final game I'm going to talk about today, which is the Starship Demray um, mm. from level five. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually played. I actually waited for this one to play it in English because I I was intended to play it in Japanese, mm-hmm. but like a week after they announced that it would be coming to Europe very soon. So it's like, yeah, I'm gonna wait that little time longer and wait till that first sure, comes out. Sure, sure, sure. And I'm glad I did because it, people say that it's a sort of an adventure or like a survival horror game. I see it more as like this point-and-click game from the '90s, but like this interactive like experience to it. Um, so. It's pretty much like this visual adventure of like you you don't know who you are, but you are like in this capsule and um, due to a, a disease called cold sleep you can get get out of this room, so you have to boot up a computer um, to to control various robots and get stuff done for you. And while you're going through various rooms, you kind of ex- kind of exploring what happened to. This abandoned ship called the Starship Demray. Hmm. Um, 
like narrative rise it's it's really interesting it's a really interesting game puzzle wise though it is a bit 50 50 i mean the stuff you do is interesting but not really mind-numbingly challenging hmm. It's it's not it's not really I can see myself that most people who play this will actually make it to the end. Hmm. And the game is also not very long. It's like three hours. Really? Okay. Yeah. And you don't get any instructions whatsoever, um, which is an intentional design decision. Uh, but some people would maybe get confused, or some people don't really know what what they will do. So perhaps the easy puzzles is to compensate it a little bit, but it doesn't help as much because the game was really straightforward and very easily to go through. <laughs> I don't want to spoil the game too much because it's so short, and I would spoil like puzzle elements or elements of the plot. Mm-hmm. But to be to be honest, it's there. There's a case to be made for both sides if you want to pick it up or not. How much does it cost? Uh, it's, um, I think 800 yen or 8 bucks. Okay, okay. Um, for three hours, that seems a bit a little on the short side. Um, if you have like one of the Guild or One games, you also get a, additional scenarios. Mm-hmm. But but those really add, don't really add too much to the overall plot. And apparently... Um, there are some plot holes in there, which again I won't get into because I want people to experience first. And apparently, uh, the developers are going to add additional chapters to the game later hmm. in an update. Really interesting. Yeah. So maybe at that time I can give it more, like a full hard recommendation. But here it's like, it's sort of like a seven. Okay. It it, it does some interesting stuff, but at the same time it also makes a few mistakes that really in the grand scheme of things are not really that great hmm. uh, but if you like mysterious stuff or like to explore like the unknown it, it doesn't really affect it hmm. so it, I can I like it more than Attack of the Friday Monsters for I found that found that game more endearing personally mm-hmm. so both are, are like in the same level for me they're both not bad but they're not except in a exceptionally good. Okay. So yeah, there you go. Cool, cool, cool. Well, there you have it. Spaceship Damn Ray, Damn Lay, as Minoru angrily told me in a Twitter message one time. He was really <laughs> angry about all these Guild O five Guild uh O two games or whatever. Uh, <laughs> also, also, uh, actually, I want to talk uh, about uh, the five. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I didn't to... add. And disrespect this game. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you did. You said I don't give a shit about spaceship damn no, no, no. like Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Actually, uh, I'm interested in this game. Okay, okay. Well, so, hey, uh, so after Dark Souls, maybe I'm gonna pick it up. Okay, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm. Um, also, the five latest people are street past what I've played. Mm. Because the other people didn't do that for some. You know what? I don't, I don't think I've done that for like the past six months because I'm dumb. I <laughs> I don't turn on my 3ds. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so they've played. Um, Just assume they're rabbits. all Animal Crossing. If you're in Japan, yeah. that's what I'm doing. Animal Crossing Tomodachi Collection. I'm done. <laughs> um, one of 
one of them has played Rabbit Rumble, which is a horrible mini games collection featuring Ubisoft's Rabbit series. <laughs> and then somebody has played Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, then somebody has played Super Mario 3D Land. Right on. Uh, Mario Tennis Open. Mm. And Lego City Undercover. The chase begins. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that ge- that game is not very good. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's what I heard. <laughs> for for most of these people, actually, like Street Pass at the Animal Crossing event I went to in London, hmm. where I I've met like uh, Mr. Gucci and uh, Koyoko from uh, NCL. Oh, cool. I actually I was actually sat next to a Gucci, which is kind of nuts. Cool. Did you touch and I asked him questions. <laughs> and I actually asked him questions about the game for an interview on another website. It was actually really interesting stuff. Um, and I actually also have the English version of the game, for I can't really talk about it much. Hmm. Weren't you special? <laughs> I, I, I must say that I have changed like the names of the stores like a lot because, um, like Club One Hundred One was in the Japanese version is now Club Lol. Like LOL, yeah, really, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, and and, and the Shushank in, in the Japanese version now just called, I think the name of the character, I, I can't remember his name. Hmm. Um, so they have changed some stuff there. So it's it's pretty much straightforward, the same game, of course, but they have added like other items and stuff specifically to the Western release. Okay, and I actually. Have now the option to street. I had actually had the option to street pass people, so I have now the house of the, of the of the developers. Right on, man. Yeah, so it's cool to like pur- purchase items from their houses because you can look around their houses and then purchase their items from a list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that was actually nice to do. Cool. I make make some good progression in my European town, so that's fun. Cool, cool. But that's all I've played. That's all. That's it. Okay, cool. All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on. And Ty is going to finish it up, finish us up here with new business. Yes. Uh, except, you know, I, I tend to play old games a lot of the time. You know, like... Fuck it, YOLO, bro. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> backlog and stuff. I mean, you know, this generation of games is wrapping up, but there's so much good stuff out there that mm-hmm. you can buy at discount prices. <laughs> Especially since all the new systems look awful. <laughs> <laughs> Haters gonna hate, but anyway, yeah, I got back into Super Meat Boy. Mm. Yes, good oh. times. Um, I originally yeah. played it on PC when it came out, and now I've been playing the 360 version. Uh, I just finished uh, uh, all the Dark World versions of the levels, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's good. I might uh, push for the 100% completion. Oh shit! Yeah, dude, oh, hardcore. Nice. I, yeah, dude. I love this game. 
Do you have all the have you off all the benches yet, or are you still collecting? I'm still those? collecting them. Like you know, not not a hundred percent yet, but you know, I I have like two thirds of them. Okay. Yeah, I am playing a lot with the kid. Great character from the game. I want to. For he's he's difficult to unlock. Yeah, he is. And yeah, but I did it, man. Yeah, this because you're a god. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I played <laughs> I Want to Be the Guy, and I enjoyed it. Did you play I Want to Be the Guy guy then? Uh, no, I haven't played that yet. You should. It's uh, it more sadistic than the yeah, first one. Yeah, I, I know that game has got some pretty awesome spin-offs. Uh, but, but yeah, good times. Uh, I love everything about that game. I love the music. Mm-hmm. I love how there's, like, no downtime when you're playing like when you die you mm-hmm. you're playing again within about half a second definitely i i love that about the game i got it when it around the time it first came out back in 2010 yeah. right and uh yeah i i love that part of it because you don't have to wait for all the bullshit or anything like that it's just boom you're right back in yeah i mean like other games should do that mm-hmm. and uh yeah mm-hmm. i also love the music in that game it's, it's yeah, so it's fun pretty, to jam out bad. too Mm-hmm. Mm, what else do I love about the game? I love how it's hard. I love challenging <laughs> games. I don't like being spoon-fed, easy-peasy stuff. So you love Kirby? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like playing it with my fight stick. My, my arcade stick, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, people are wow. like, you know, analog D-pads. Are like how hardcore people play, and I'm like, no, I play with this custom-made arcade stick with Sanwa parts that, like, I climbed to the top of a mountain to get. <laughs> you, Bruce Wayne, eat shit, casuals. Hey, D- Danny, D- Danny, stop laughing. He takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like I mean, I have parts of arcade sticks like littering my room. <laughs> I should really stop laughing, shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're really making a fool out of yourself. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or should what, I call you Daniel? When I'm, <laughs> when I'm finishing my current project, I'm going to post pictures on the Nintendo World Report forums. Mm-hmm. If you want to see okay. how to um, replace all the parts in a particularly Henri model of Arcade Stick, you can check it out when I post it. Yes. Cool. Cool, cool. I kind of wish Super Meat Boy had a button config, even though that game only uses two buttons. Hmm. Yeah. You know, when I played, I just used my 360 controller, and I used the joystick, and I was fine with that. Does that make me stupid? Yeah, you should really use the the DDR (laughs) dance pad. (laughs) Casual scum. (laughs) I should. What the hell am I doing? You actually uh, used uh, the remote through Bluetooth. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, shoutouts for that. Well, why don't you just pl- why don't you just play the uh, the Wii the Wii version? Oh wait, you can't. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It was going to, but it doesn't. Oh. <laughs> Actually, funny fact: I I have seen a playable Wii version at a Nintendo of Europe event. Really? Did it have any music? Yeah, it had. But it was running on a Wii on a Wii dev kit, so it wasn't restricted by the, the oh, Wii restrictions. Okay, I was gonna say. Huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh god, that's interesting. We can, talk forever about that bullshit yeah okay so 
I mean, been there, done that. Super Meat Boy is old news, but it's cool. I like it. Moving sure. on. I just played through Saints Row 3, working through my huge 360 backlog. Mm-hmm. And I've been uh, playing a lot with one of my pals and someone who posts on Nintendo World Report sometimes uh, on co-op. I mean, I played through Saints Row 2 co-op with this guy, uh, Hades Gigas, on the Nintendo World Report forums. He's a cool dude. Represent! Yeah, a cool dude. And I like Saints Row because, you know, it has great co-op. It... It's a lot more cartoonish than Grand Theft Auto, so it gets away with more silly gameplay stuff, I think. True. Yeah, that's fun. And did you I have you are you have do you have the regular release or have you the the new game of the year release? Uh just the regular release. Okay. Hmm. Man, if I was a video game publisher, I would release Game of the Year editions of all my games, no matter who <laughs> called them Game of the Year. You'd be pretty sure at least one guy did. Because um, the, uh, the reason I'm asking that because they've added all the DLC stuff to that Game of the Year edition flock just before they went out of business. Yeah, so. I, I mean, I'm pretty. I can still buy that stuff off uh, the Xbox Live Marketplace. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, true, but it, it, some of the stuff is really overpriced. Yeah, well, you know, I like to just sit on that stuff until it shows up on the deal of the week. Then I grab it half price. True. And that means I impulse buy a lot of stuff. Yeah. Are you looking forward to the next one? Uh, yeah, I think so. I might not buy it right when it comes out, because, you know, single-player games are yeah. still as good, like, a year after they come out. <laughs> Except enough. they're like a third of the price. Hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to that one. It, it, it came from this expansion where uh, aliens would attack, but the whole plot with you being the president now, and um, yeah, you find these aliens in a much more bigger storyline. Sounds really interesting. yeah, and like I'm not even like surprised at that being the the way the plot turned. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's it sounds really it sounds really like really fun. Yeah, stuff. dude. Like, the, the, have you have you seen the new guns in that game? Like the dubstep gun. No, but I'm excited for it already. Yeah, you you can you can shoot a dubstep laser at your enemies, <laughs> and they will dance on the dubstep. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. Also, talking to you right now, I have bought Spec Ops. The oh, Earth. cool! That, right that's on. a fun game. That's weird and subversive. Subversive. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I bought it on your recommendation. It was ten bucks. Oh yeah, cheap as hell too. Are you enjoying it? Yeah. I am. Yeah, dude. Check out Spec Ops: The Line. Price to move, and it is like the anti-war shooter. <laughs> it is. It's pretty much is. It's the anti-war shooter, which actually has an interesting plot. Yeah, line. dude. Okay, so. So don't ever say that Ty may, makes bad recommendations. He does awesome recommendations. No, I I want to play this game. Fuck, I wanted to play it before before Ty talked about it. I want to I wanted to play it like before it even came out. I was like, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and if you don't yeah. want to pay for it, you can just watch my live stream archive. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, All right, free let's, games. Let's see what else did I play. 
played uh, Rock of Ages because it was on Xbox Live deal of the week. I don't know if you guys have seen this game, but no, no. Oh boy, because this is going to be hard to explain. Okay, mm-hmm. you. It's kind of like a strategy game and kind of like a rolling rock of doom that kills everything game. Okay, okay, okay. combine Marble Madness and a strategy game. So, Odama. Yeah, kind of Odama-ish. <laughs> Maybe a little Super Monkey Ball flavored? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it's designed to be like a one-on-one kind of game where you have like a symmetrical course. You roll a big round rock out of your gate uh, through this level like think you know like a like a monkey ball or marble madness or a racing game you roll it through this level and then mm-hmm. you crash into your opponent's gate mm-hmm. and then in the downtime when you're not rolling your rock you are setting up um barricades and weapons and stuff to try to slow down the enemy's rock so that's where the strategy comes in. And you can also manually take shots at your opponent's rolling rock. <laughs> and um, so uh, the the larger size rock you have, if it doesn't get whittled down by enemy forces, and the speed you have, you combine those, you crash into the opponent's gate to do damage to the gate, and then you, if you knock down his gate, you crush him. <laughs> And it's silly. It's fun. I think there's a lot of hidden depth to it, and okay. it's it's definitely very unique. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, hmm. the single player mode, you you just fight all these historical figures. Like, uh, okay. let's see, and, and there's a lot of a video game and movie jokes in there too, but it's kind of. Like, there's these cutscenes that are done, like, Monty, Monty Python style with, like, uh, clipped-out paintings and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's very stylistic, very interesting, very weird. I enjoyed the Castlevania joke and the 300 joke. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, the, the deal is long since done, but if you want to check out a weird, cool game where you roll stuff around, like, grab the demo for this or something. Okay. okay. Um, two more things I want to talk about. I uh, huh? play Skullgirls a lot. Love that game. You? Yes. Skullgirls? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just this week. I, 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 I think this is the third time in a row we talk about. Skull yeah, Girls. but it, it's relevant this time because it just got confirmed <laughs> okay. for a Japanese arcade release. Cool. Right on. Which is basically nice. unheard of for a Western game, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be on the, uh, the Taito download system, the Nesica system. Okay. Yeah. And uh, if you've been following like uh, the crowdfunding and stuff on that game, they wrapped up the vote for the, the last funded DLC character, which is Beowulf. He's, a, he's uh, alleged to be a combination of Randy Savage and... Kamina from Gurren Lagan. Oh yeah! So stylistically, oh. he should be a hilarious character. <laughs> I, 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 I think only the two of us know Gurren Lagan. I just know Randy Savage. Yeah, yeah. I love pro wrestling. Yeah, so old pro wrestling. 
So watch Gurren Lagan. Watch the best of Randy Savage. He has this character. <laughs> and gameplay wise, he has a folding chair that mm-hmm. he can set up on the stage for as of yet undetermined uses. I guess, Vivi, you can set up your folding chair. The name is The Hurting, by the way. <laughs> you set nice. up your folding chair, and I don't know, you can stand on it to do overheads all the time. Maybe you can power bomb characters mm-hmm. across the stage into it to set them up in the corner. That would be cool. I don't know. We'll see when the character is made. Is Miss Elizabeth there to make him fight his best friend? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the not. other character they confer- they uh, came to by vote is Eliza, which is an Egyptian uh, singer who bleeds everywhere and then can fight with her blood. Jesus. And also has <laughs> and also has like a creepy living skeleton inside of her. Oh yeah. I like the characters in this oh, game. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> and of course the other char- they are they are hilarious. Yeah. And of course the the other characters that are going to be uh downloadable are let me think. There's Big Band the really big detective looking guy that's filled with musical instruments and is voiced by the mm-hmm. the countdown guy from gametrailers.com hmm. yes very cool um let's see there's squiggly she's kind of a an adorable zombie chick with the uh skeletal dragon worm thing and robo fortune the robotic version of misfortune the the undying cat girl that fights with her own severed head. <laughs> so, yeah. This game has very unique characters. <laughs> and you'll be able to play it in Japanese arcades at some point. <laughs> okay. They, are, they haven't announced a date or, like, a specific time frame? Uh, no. Okay. Just that it's going to be on, like, the, the Nesica system. Like, pretty much every ar- major arcade I've been to has it where... It's like a cabinet where you can sit down and instantly access like a whole bunch of games. Hmm. That sounds sweet. Yeah, cool. yeah, dude. I, I've never seen, <clears throat> never seen a a system like that. I think. Uh, I mean, there's Mayhem. I mean, I've been to some pretty uh, shady arcades that have all sorts <laughs> of pirated software running on cabinets, like Mayhem. But yeah, N- Nessica is like a legit one where you can. Uh, Add games on demand as an arcade operator. So you can, you know, pick a game and and go to it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Do they, does it cost yeah. them anything? Is it all free or what? Um, What do you mean? Like, I mean, do they have to pay to have access to these games for their players? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a... I'm not sure the fine details, but it's like a subscription kind of thing. Like, you know, a cut will go to the game publisher. A cut goes to the arcade. Okay. A cut goes to Taito, yeah. I'm sure, since they're the company that administers the thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's a great way to fit a lot of different games into one cabinet. Cool. All right. One final thing. It's not a game. But they showed uh, the trailer for a brand new Guilty Gear game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, not 
like the the one thousandth upgrade to Guilty Gear X, but like a brand new one that looks okay. very interesting. Like it has three. I haven't seen the trailer yet. Check it out right now. <laughs> it actually has. Well, we were many on recording. Yeah, it actually has three D characters, but they're they're actually it, it's still a two D style game. You know, like Street Fighter Four, whatever. But like this time, it actually looks hand drawn. It looks like you know anime characters, and it's very convincing. Because I know you know you you guys have seen like a hundred cell shaded games where like it kind of looks like animation, but not really. You see like jaggies, you see some weird stuff going on with the models, but like sure, the new Guilty Gear trailer makes these characters look like they're actually hand drawn. Huh. Yeah. So that's exciting. It might. Who knows? It might end up on the Wii U since Guilty Gear Accent Core was only on the Wii and PS2 for like five years. <laughs> so, yeah. Keep your fingers crossed. Yeah. They showed four characters. Uh, Soul Bad Guy and Kai Kisuke, which are probably the the most well-known. They're the guys that usually end up on the box. Mm-hmm. They also showed uh, Millie Rage and... A brief glimpse of Eddie. So if you know those characters, please uh, enjoy that they are in the trailer, <laughs> I guess. Guilt, guilty Gear Excerpt? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's the name. Keeping okay. up the weird tradition of absolutely bizarre titles. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm skimming through the trailer a little bit now without the music on. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the main creator that does the music to the game too. He's ever, he's a known musician. The Guilty Gear soundtracks are always fantastic. He also did the music for Blaze Blue. Oh wow, these uh, these characters look look do look pretty. Yeah, cool. it's crazy. Oh wow. So yeah, yeah. And if you look at your smart device right now, if you have one, you can definitely see a picture of that right now. Yeah. We should link to that trailer in the show notes. Yeah. So it actually looks pretty and cool. And I can even link to that now, too. So if you're on your smartphone, you're out and about, and you want to just get connected to YouTube right away, you can definitely do that. So. Yeah. And it might come out okay. on Wii U. Woo! It's confirmed for Wii U. <laughs> I confirmed it. I confirmed No, I have no idea. <laughs> Considering um, our, our system works track record, it almost seems likely that they've put something out on a Nintendo system. Yeah. Probably. I'd believe it. Okay, cool, so man. that wraps it up for stuff I've been doing and seeing. Right on, right on. So that's going to go ahead and wrap us up for new business here today. So next we're going to go ahead and move on to the news. All right, and news. So news and stuff, lots of stuff has been happening. Obviously, uh, it's Japan stuff. Uh, so as usual, we're going to start out with the media create sales here first. Just kind of go through a little bit uh, quickly here. Uh, in terms of Nintendo stuff, Tomodachi Collection still pretty much on top of things uh, from the uh, time from May 13th to May 19th. Uh, sold about 63,000. It's right at about 925,000 units sold here in Japan. Uh, 
and that's that's pretty good. About a little over a month, almost one million. Um, right after that, Luigi's Mansion still collecting some steam there too. Uh, Twenty thousand, kicking it up to about seven hundred twelve here in Japan. Uh, Animal Crossing still destroying things because it's Animal Crossing. It's it's now over four million. Yeah, it, because as of this week, it's because the download sales are at like eight hundred thousand, and the retail sales are now at three million two hundred thousand. So combined. That's over 4 million. You can do math. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, shit. Animal Crossing is just tearing stuff up here in Japan. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, basically anytime you street somebody here, street past somebody here, you're going to be seeing Animal Crossing just all over the place. It's, it's kind of crazy. Um, well, the, I, one of... The, uh, it's four out of the ten 3DS units has Animal Crossing on them, so... Right, right, right. So, next up on the line after that, uh, Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission from Bando Namkai Games. Uh, it sold about 4,500 units. It's about 189,000 here in Japan right That's now. That's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, you know, it's a, obviously Dragon Ball, uh, big franchise worldwide, but, uh, yeah, uh, I remember watching some videos and stuff about this game. Looks kind of cool. Uh, not cool enough for me to buy it, but <laughs> still kind of cool. Well, people seem to enjoy it if they if if, if people still purchase definitely, it. So. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, New Super Mario Bros. Two is still up there. It's just over two million here in Japan. Uh, Mario Kart Seven as well. Uh, it's right over two million as well. Uh, what is this next game from Bandai Namco? Tosochu Shinjo Saikyo no Hanta. I think we talked about this last time. You know, you're like, yeah, it's this game. I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's a game. Yeah, it's selling pretty well. Yeah, is this based on something or some mm, TV program? Okay. Yeah. Cool. cool. Uh, but uh, the original TV program uh, was made in the US, and it's called uh, Chase. Uh huh. And with S a dollar sign. <laughs> and, and in some countries, this is also known as one for money. Okay. I guess it makes sense with the dollar sign, huh? No? Okay. <laughs> uh, down to hardware sales. Let's take a look. 3DS, this week, uh, as of we're recording, uh, 37,000 units. It's up to about 11.5 here uh, in Japan. Um, Wii U still struggling to get up to... A uh, million. Actually, some kind of a strange note from actually the week of May 6th to May 12th, Wii U sold 7,974 units in Japan. And uh, interestingly, these uh, numbers in Japan can actually read as naku nayo, like essentially, which means like don't cry. <laughs> it's, so it's, it's almost kind of like Nintendo's trolling themselves with their sales numbers uh, <laughs> here in Japan. Just kind of kind of weird. But, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, like, uh, like I said, as usual, 3DS still going pretty strong here in Japan. It's just a normal thing. Wii U, yeah. Uh, so. Interestingly enough, it could take over the Wii, uh, the 3DS pretty soon. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Uh, Wii sitting here in Japan at like 12.6 million units sold. So, yeah, yeah. about a million away, and it's going to, basically overtake the Wii here in Japan, which is kind of crazy. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Cool. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get into news, uh, I guess, fully here. And Ty is going to go ahead and kick us off with this first bit of news. Yeah, I love news. He loves news. <clears throat> okay, let's see. The virtual console startup campaign has been going on for the past month here in Japan. For those out of the loop, this campaign is exclusive to the Japanese virtual console and has given gamer sales and special deals on select titles. It's currently in the third leg of the campaign, and gamers can buy either Mappy Land or Pac-Man and get the other for half price. Yeah, you know, I think uh, as the time when I wrote this just basically earlier this week, I think this sale has kind of made its way to Europe and North America, or at least one of the other. Um, yeah, yeah, we have um, Kirby now. and the, the, How it is handled is very different between Europe and America, so I have to explain that a little okay. bit. In Europe, um, if you purchased Kirby's Adventure during its uh, campaign... Mm-hmm. Um, which is very easy because it was just 30 cents. Uh-huh. Um, you now get 50% off directly on Superstar or um, Dream Course. Okay, cool. Yeah. It... If you yeah, if, if you in North America, you have to buy, I think buy two for buy two first and get the third one for half price or something, or get the first one for free. Okay, this is kind of like a combination of what happened with the sales here in Japan. The first one was you buy uh, Kirby's Adventure and you get. Uh, some kind of a special deal on Kirby's Superstar, I think is what it was. And then for the second week, they had basically you buy two Kirby games, uh, two of these Kirby games, Dream Course, and whatever you just said. <laughs> and you can get like a third yeah. one for free. Kirby, Kirby Superstar, why don't you know Kirby Superstar? I just don't know. Denny. I don't know. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. Have you ever played... No, seriously. Have you ever played Kirby Superstar? Yeah, I did, actually, uh, on the Kirby Collection from last summer. Good. Finally, a game you have yeah, played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? I've played some of the games I bought. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, man. Kirby Superstar. There's an amazing YouTube floating around of a Japanese player doing a lot of bizarre, intricate things in Kirby Superstar. I will, I will dig oh, it up okay. for you guys at some point. Okay. Yeah, actually, I mean, before I bought the Kirby collection last summer, I didn't really know anything about this game. And one of my buddies here in town, he was like, dude, she came over one night like last summer. And he's like, dude, you have that game on this? I was like, yeah. And he's like, dude, I played that all the time as when I was a kid. I was like, okay, let's play. So we played it for a bit. And it's pretty, pretty cool. I, I really enjoyed it. So, But anyway, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's some cool sales going on here in Japan. Uh, this mappy Pac-Man thing seems like the last leg of it, really. Um, so, yeah, in, anywho, um, yeah, Don, could you go ahead and grab that next little bit of news for us there? Sure. Uh, the Nintendo 3DS is getting a new color in Japan, Metallic Red, which is set to launch on June 13, and we retail for the standard price of 15,000 yen. Mm-hmm. Um, just to be sure, everybody, this is an a original Nintendo 3DS, not an XL. Right. Or an LL. Right, right, right. Um, on the same day, uh, this news was announced. Nintendo updated their 3DS, 3DS product page and indicated that Cobalt Blue and Misty Pink variants are going to be discontinued. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, I was thinking before, like, this actually came out, I was thinking, man, I wonder if Nintendo's going to be doing some kind of a new 3DS iteration, like, at the end of this, like, summer or whatever. But with this just coming out, 
while this comes out June 13th, the same day as Donkey Kong Country returns here in Japan, it makes me think, like, I don't know, man. Maybe not. Maybe we'll have to wait until, like, next year, next summer, to get some kind of a new... It's, it seems it seems way too early for another 3DS iteration, to be really frank with mm-hmm. you. I mean, I thought so, too, but I was thinking, well, hmm, who knows? You know, Nintendo just doing this crazy shit all the time. Well, there's no really a reason to. I mean, if you want like a smaller device, you pick a regular 3DS. Right. If you if you want like this big, huge screen which you can enjoy games on, you pick a 3DS XL. There's no up. There's no way for a third option there. Right. Yet. And I guess you know with, with this metallic red too. I mean, it, yeah, it looks kind of similar to that flare red that came out a couple of years ago. But I I don't know, Don. Maybe you know more about this than I do. But I I think some of the other uh, 3DSs that came out earlier this year, they kind of went away from that taco <laughs> with like the three different colors and just cut like oh, a you unified mean, you color. Mean the three colors, the three color scheme. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I already, I'm already misty pink and uh, cobalt blue did. Did they? And I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm not really sure why they are moving away from those two specifically. Yeah, actually, well, misty pink, whatever. But I thought the cobalt blue one was pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool color. They, that, that one was the coolest color. In my yeah, 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 yeah. At yeah, this point, yeah, with yeah. the regular 3D. And fuck, I mean, did they have the, the fire emblem one? The Fire Emblem Limited Edition 3DS that didn't that come out in North America as well? Um, you mean in Europe? It came out somewhere in the West. I know it came, obviously it came out here in uh, Japan. It, it, it came out in North it came out in North America. Okay. Uh, Europe got Europe got a 3DS. Exam. Okay, because I know the the regular 3DS version when it came out here in Japan when the 3DS uh, when uh, Fire Emblem came out for the 3DS here in Japan and it looked pretty freaking awesome I loved it and I thought it was really cool I, I, I originally I wanted that one actually mm-hmm. but that one was impossible to get yeah and people who are now currently selling it are selling it for ridiculously high prices mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so that's something that I'm gonna never going to own. <laughs> you and me both, man. And I, and I love and, and I and I love Fire, Fire Emblem, and there you go. It makes me sad. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of sucks. Um, yeah. Two other little bits of news here that I don't have on our agenda, guys. I'll go ahead and just uh, talk about here quickly. Uh, the last title for the uh, Sega reprint project, uh, 3D Altered Beast, is coming to the 3DS next week here in Japan. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you guys, do you guys care about Altered Beast at all? What do you I was I was like I was like the first guy to announce this and I was like, yeah, I like Altered Beast a okay. lot. I like how okay. it's the coolest <laughs> name ever for a video game. And I also <laughs> like to say wise from your grave. <laughs> Rise from your grave. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not surprised that this is the last. Well, apparently the last 3D. I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of, I feel sucky that it didn't do outrun. Yeah, I mean, on, on Sega's website, just to give you guys, the listeners, a little bit of more clarity on this, they had four different spots for, you know, four different titles, and Sonic filled up the third spot, and then Altered Beast just filled up this fourth spot, unless. They're just going to keep going with these things. I, who knows? But uh, it doesn't look like it. But yeah, Altered Beast is basically the last thing uh, coming out May 29th here in Japan for 600 yen. Well, they could do a second season or something. Yeah, definitely they could. They definitely could. Um, but I, I kind of, I kind of wish that they, for the last title, they would have picked Outrun or something like that, like a, something out of a Big Bang. Altered Beast doesn't seem like the big band we're kind of hoping for to end this. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I think Altered Beast might have been one of the first virtual console games on the Wii, I think, in that first set of virtual console games. 
And I I guess, but it it doesn't really make sense to choose this as your like your your final entry in this small, compact, interesting series. Yeah, and personally, I bought it back on the Wii, and I thought it was awful. I hated it. I mean, I I, I there's an argument to make for that. I see. Yeah. I don't mean Odu, what do you think about Altered Beast, man? Ah, I've never played it. It's yeah. an Altered Beast. <laughs> Uh yeah, but regardless, it's coming out and it has like the same type of features that these other games have had. Uh, there's like the Japanese version, English version with it, uh, full uh, customizable controls, save states, all that type of stuff. And also too, what one thing I didn't even talk about this with the Sonic thing, but uh, has this kind of this mode for visual stuff, like this classic view mode that puts it in. It makes it look like it's on this four by three tube television and it kind of like makes the visuals look kind of blurry and weird like how they I guess they would have looked like you know back in the early 90s and it's kind of it's kind of a cool like addition um i really didn't like playing like that whenever i was playing sonic but i mean it's kind of i i completed the game like are you that. serious <laughs> yeah i did i am hmm. wow yeah so i mean i <laughs> it's cool but I, I really don't care for that particular mode but uh, anyways, yeah, Altered Beast is coming. Uh, with all of these games, I think cause I had wrote this wrote up this story for uh, an Internet World Report, and people were saying stuff like, "Well, you know about anything about these games coming to the West?" And well, yeah, like we said, Space Harrier is kind of confirmed with a TBA release date. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, come on, there's really not a lot of stuff to translate with these, and especially with Sonic and Altered Beast. I mean, there is literally the English version already included in the game. So I mean. There's yeah. nothing to do really from this point, so. Well, there's the there's the digital menu and that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, sure, so. sure. But um, aside from that, before we go on to the next little bit on our actual agenda here, uh, Level Five is actually having this huge fifteenth uh, anniversary sale where basically all of their titles that they've released on the 3DS are going to be half off from... Well, not only on the 3DS, also iOS. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, that, that sale starts on May 29th, and it's going to be running until June 11th at 11.59pm, and uh, I'll just kind of list off some of the games that you can get on the 3DS. Uh, Layton and the Asron Legacies, new Layton for 2750 yen. Uh, Layton and the Miracle Mask Plus for 1500. Fantasy Life for 2900. Inazuma 11, 1, 2. Fantasy Life, heck yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that. Cool. Uh Inazuma eleven one two three uh two thousand nine hundred yen. Inazuma eleven go shine and dark uh twenty nine hundred yen. Inazuma eleven two chrono no stone nippu and raime uh twenty seven hundred fifty yen. Uh girls RPG Cinderella Life two thousand four hundred ninety yen. Time Travelers, which dude, I'm thinking about buying this because it's yeah, go buy it, man. Please. Yeah, twenty nine hundred ninety yen. Uh, Damboru Senki Boost Uh Little Battlers Experience Baku Boost. Twenty two hundred yen for that. That's that's also a damn good. Yeah, price. and then also too the Guild Games: Liberation Maiden, uh, Rental Bukia de Omase, Crimson Shroud, Aeroporter, uh, Attack of the Friday Monsters, Bugs vs Tanks, and the Starship Gemray, all four hundred yen. So I mean, this is a pretty crazy ass sale, and I mean, there's a lot, a lot of cool stuff. Well, if you like Inazuma Eleven, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of that. But um, yeah, this uh. The Guild series stuff too—that's really crazy. Four hundred yen for some of this stuff—that's fucking awesome. So I, with that, with all those Inazuma games, I kind of hope that they're also bringing that that Club Nintendo promotion back for that eShop game. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because I missed out on the first time, and I kind of would like to... Ha that would be encouraging, because you would get, like, two or three of these Inazuma games, because you had to get three, I think, for the original promotion, for a good <laughs> price, if you like those mm -hmm, games. Mm -hmm. And then you get the fourth one for free. That would actually be a damn good deal if they did that, and a good mm -hmm, move. Mm -hmm. But uh, it seems like that they have their figures covered and want to do just this. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, you know, like I said, it's hard telling whether this is going to come out of Japan. I mean, this is like level five, 15th anniversary, I'm assuming just for Japan stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. And then two, I mean, honestly, how many level five things are there really outside of Japan, aside from like Guild series and the what, like Layton? I mean. Well, Layton and Zoom 11 are all both published by Nintendo of Europe, so there's that. Okay. Well, yeah. So, who knows? But it's still, I mean, like I said, in Japan, basically half off of all this stuff for a couple of weeks. That's pretty fucking cool. Uh, like I said, I'm going to maybe try to get Time Travelers, because what I played at the demo last summer, I thought was really awesome. Uh, so, yeah, maybe I'll just go crazy. You really should. Uh, it, it, I will really, will feel really bad for that game, because that game is really darn good, and nobody has mm -hmm. bought it. Mm -hmm. Cool. So maybe in the future you can look forward to hearing me talk about it a little bit more on the Famicast. So, um, and you can look forward to hearing me to talk about Pencil <laughs> because I will buy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, there's a couple, another little bit of news later that maybe we can talk about about that that Minoru pointed out to me earlier this week. Um, Minoru, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Fantasy Life. Yes, Fantasy Life. Uh huh. Fancy Life Link. Yeah. Actually, uh, so, okay. Minoru, please correct me if I'm wrong. Because this is going off of, I was like really sleepy and I saw your message and I was like, okay, it's looking at it all in Japanese. Uh, <laughs> basically, Fantasy Life is going to be getting some kind of like an online, not, I don't know if you could call it DLC or what you're going to call it, but I, doesn't it allow like online play for Fantasy Life or something? So. I have uh, I have the details for me. Okay. So there's a there's a rise uh, there's a rise in level cap. Mm -hmm. uh, there are additional quests. Mm -hmm. There are new communication methods. Mm -hmm. Link mode will allow you to play up four players over the mm -hmm. internet. Use your stylus to type out messages. Select pre-made messages by by pressing the chat icon. Write out your own words and set them as shortcuts. Mm -hmm. Link mode feature will also can be used when you're playing single player. Allows you to send messages to any of your friends. Send a message to all your friends at once. Browser-based social media platform to be opened for Fancy Life Link. Website features. Look at your avatar and equipment. Your license and parameter features. Your own customizable room along with pets. An album for screenshots you've taken in-game. A messaging feature for your web friends. Other features include take your screenshots in the game at any time. These images can be saved to the SD card. There's a new island will be home for a new kind of civilization. There will be new monsters and it consists of forest plains beaches which will be great for fishing. Also includes a gigantic tower that reaches the sky. And for those of you out there that don't really know much about fantasy life, this is something that I think the trademark has been picked up in North America at least. Has it been picked up in Europe, Don? Do you know? Uh, Yeah. Okay. And uh, essentially, I mean, from, I, I played this game at TGS last year, and it was really cool. It's kind of like a mix between Animal Crossing and Zelda. Um, 
which is really is really fun. I really like playing it. It's an RPG. You're building levels and stuff like that too. So uh, yeah, I think I saw a price for this around like two thousand yen or something. Two two thousand two hundred yen. Okay, cool. Is there a date on that or anything? Um, I think there was, but I'm not sure now. Okay, that's fine. So. Yeah, such functionality is coming to here, uh, the Japanese version. It makes me wonder, like, I, I, if this game, or when this game comes out in the West, if it's just going to already be included, which I think would be obviously a good idea. I, there, there, will, there will be, for the for the 3DS um, people, there will be also a standalone version with it. Oh, wow, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. That uh, also includes the, the content and the regular game. Wow, 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 cool, cool, cool. Uh, oh, I found the, the date. Uh, it's coming out uh, June twenty fifth. All right. DLC. Awesome, 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 awesome. July, no, July twenty fifth. July twenty fifth. Of oh, July twenty fifth. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's coming out in two months. Cool. Right on. Right on. Right on. All right. Well, uh, as many of you know, and I think they've probably talked about an NWR, uh, on RFN, I mean, and uh, connectivity. I mean, there was a Nintendo Direct that just happened on May 17th. And, I mean, we're not going to talk about everything that happened because there's a lot of stuff that happened that's it affects, like, all regions. And, that you know, that's fine. We understand that. So we're not going to try to repeat that type of stuff. But we do want to tell you about the stuff that did happen in Japan, the stuff that really affects uh, the Japanese market. And actually, Minoru has this first bit here. And uh, <laughs> from reading like his blog or editorial that was on the site, like I don't think I've ever seen Minoru like, more pissed off. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> it seemed like you were like mad or something, man. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I thought it was great. <laughs> but um, do, do you want to... Talk to us about this first little bit of the Nintendo Direct here. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Ryuga Gotoku 102HD for Wii U, or Yakuza 102HD, is heading to the Wii U on August uh, 8th. And the game will be available, available both physically, 5,229 yen, and digitally, uh, 4,700 yen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, at the yeah. beginning, yeah, uh, I mean, Minoru wrote up, like, this awesome, like, blog post talking about uh, Nagoshi, like, the Sega this producer of these games? He's, he's he, no, he, Nagoshi's producer, but he's also Sega's um, creative executive. Okay. And, Minoru, I mean, you had some interesting comments about this punk yes. <laughs> yeah uh, for details of the news please uh, read my first editorial but uh, in short uh, the first half of the Japanese Nintendo Direct was titled Sega Direct mm-hmm. yeah. and we got a special guest uh, at, like uh, as you said Toshihiro Nagoshi mm-hmm. and he has been the icon and the producer of the Yakuza franchise and he always looks like a little punkus or an <laughs> outlaw wannabe. I love it. <laughs> yeah, may, yeah, maybe he attempted to dress himself like a Yakuza. But uh, yeah, before he started producing the Yakuza series, he looked quite different. Looks really? Like, yeah, looks like uh, just a regular guy in video game industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no that uh, as far as I know, real Yakuza executives don't dress themselves like him. 
Mm, yeah. They usually wear dark suits like Iwata. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, uh, I don't mean he looks like a Yakuza. Mm. No, he does. Yeah, but his predecessor, <laughs> Yamauchi, does. I mean, look at the images I posted in the chat. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Minori, there's like a, a certain word for uh, like Yakuza boss in Japanese, and can you tell yes. us about that? Is it Oyabun? Uh, not really. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, mm, uh, Yamauchi's nickname is Kumicho, which means Yakuza ah. boss by Japanese gamers. Uh, anyway, uh, they announced Yakuza Wonder 2 HD for <laughs> you. And, right. And spending more than a quarter of the Nintendo Direct. Yeah. This appeared weird because they originally PS2 games and even the HD remaster has been released for PS3 mm-hmm. last year. So, right. um, many gamers online were very cynical about the announcement. Right. Uh, that's totally understandable. Also, right, right. the Yakuza franchise is one of the biggest third-party console franchise in Japan. Right. And Minoru, you brought up an interesting point in your editorial, too, not trying to blow this all out so people don't go read it. But, I mean, you know, yeah, with the 1 and 2 coming out in the Wii U, um, maybe this has some kind of parallels with, you know, when before Monster Hunter came to the Wii, uh what monster hunter g g G, uh came out here in japan never released outside of japan but then after that you know Mm -hmm. nintendo started getting exclusive monster hunter games and maybe this is the start of that but then again too it's well well yeah the capcom situation was different because they already announced try at that time yeah yes yes. and 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 they even included a demo of try together bundled with Monster Hunter G. Well, hey, there's E3 still coming up. Who knows what the hell's going to happen? <laughs> but, I mean, fuck. I mean, there are... They, they released, what, the fifth game? Not too terribly long ago, or whatever. So, I mean, this is one and two out of five fucking games. <laughs> I, Actually, six, because there's also Yakuza Dead Souls. <laughs> there it is! So and also you're also forgetting the PSP games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two PSP games and another. So that's eight. Yeah, some kind of uh, uh samurai ones. Oh, the, what oh, the, number th- okay. number three was based on the Edo period, wasn't it? And uh, no, uh, uh, three is in contemporary Japan. Oh, really? But, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they released um, as many as ten titles, including uh, the remaster. Okay. Cool. Well, anyway... And this is the first in Nintendo platform, so that's actually kind of a big deal. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, this is like a day after my birthday when this game comes out, so I'm probably just going to buy it just for the hell of it. What the hell? Why not? So, um, yeah, anyway. Is any, any of you guys have any interest in this series at all? I, I have played every single game in the series. Oh, wow. The, I mean, from the main line, including Dead Souls, not the PSP ones. Okay, uh, isn't Yakuza known for having a UFO catcher minigame? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm interested in it. <laughs> they got all sorts of minigames. I mean, they got, you know, bowling and uh, batting centers, like, you know, uh, uh, fucking darts, probably. I don't know. They have all sorts Golf. of stuff. I, I golfed. Oh yeah, yeah, they got golf too. And then another thing they have too, which is uh, 
Actually, I have a little bit of a comment about this. I don't know if uh, me or uh, Ty, you might. But uh, in the trailer, one of the things that they showed off was this guy uh, playing as a character going into a hostess club, which I think we talked about a little bit earlier in the episode. And the <laughs> dude, yes. you see this guy like scoring with this girl. Not really scoring. I mean, just like you see these little heart marks over her head and she's fully clothed and everything. Whatever. <laughs> But you know, he's like, and then it cuts to like this guy. He's like, "Yeah, I'm awesome." And it's like, "Dude, you are not fucking awesome. You are like getting this girl at this fucking hostess club on your fucking Wii U. Get fucked, man." <laughs> oh man. But that might be oh, me dear. in the summertime. So yeah. <laughs> but oh my god, if you want to talk about the the biggest uh, crock in Japan, go to a hostess club. It's not a good time. Uh, have you guys, has anybody here ever been to one aside from myself? No. Nope, no, just you. No. Busted. Well, let me tell you about how fun this experience is. No, 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 no. no, no. It's not, no, it's nothing gross. No, it's nothing no. gross. No, tr- trust me, trust me, trust me. Nine, 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 nine. <laughs> it, it's probably not gross, just embarrassing. It's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I, I was okay. out with my friends and, you know, we were really drunk and, there's some dude on the street. He's like, hey, man, you want to come, like, you know, drink with some girls, man? We give you a good deal for, like, stuff. And I'm like, uh, I was. Was this gentleman from Nigeria? No, it was a Japanese guy. <laughs> oh. Um, and this is in Saitama. So, I mean, you know, it's not in Tokyo. And he was like, hey, man, you know, we can get you a good. I mean, he's t- you know, obviously he's talking in Japanese, but he's basically like, hey, dude, right. we can get you guys a good deal. You can sit with some girls and we're going to be, like, 5,000 yen an hour. You can get, like. Like, you know, all you could drink, whiskey, water. And I'm like, ugh, gross. And, you know, so I don't know. We ended up, like, talking him down to the price or whatever. And my friends and I, we went. And I don't know. At the point, I was already, like, I had already drank quite a bit. And we went to this place. And, yeah, the girls are pretty and stuff like that. But essentially what it is, it's a fucking lie. (laughs) Because, I mean, yeah, you're talking to these girls. But it doesn't mean anything. They're paid to talk to you and make you feel good and stuff. And you're just buying them drinks, too, which is another thing that doesn't count on top of the all you could drink thing for, you know, your 5,000 yen an hour, 50 bucks an hour for this stuff. So by the time you leave, like my friends and I did, like two hours later, it was like about 100 bucks a head. And like, God, I just wasted my life here. So <laughs> that's why that hostess game club I was talking about was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to go to hostess club do it in yakuza the game and then feel awesome about yourself don't do it in real life because you're gonna feel bad and stupid so anyway uh <laughs> next step i'm gonna go ahead and talk a little bit about a couple other things that were announced with the uh, nintendo direct 2 specifically for here in japan uh hatsune miku project mirai 2 is gonna be yes i love miku <laughs> well uh it's well, go- actually yeah i like those i like those rhythm games actually pretty much so, so. yeah well the sequel is gonna be coming out in the fall on the 3ds which is kind of cool um they talked about a bunch of i i didn't really play the original one that came out on 3DS, so I can't really speak to this too much. I I can I can speak to it a little bit. Was was uh, there a lot of like, was there a lot of physical button control, or did they have touchscreen stuff? Or um, so so I, I talked about this in a, in a previous Famicast where the system used to be these circles mm-hmm. where you had to press buttons alongside of them. This seems more in the line of Terra Rhythm Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. 
where you go across a line and have to press certain buttons or press do certain things on the touch screen right now. Uh-huh. So they're changing up the entire system for this game, hmm. which is which is kind of a challenge and intriguing at the same time, uh, because all, it has always been um, in, in, in the in the Project Diva games. It has always been that those icons would fly up to the screen at at certain points in the on the playing field. Mm-hmm. And in the 3DS game, again, it was the circle method that uh, buttons would appear around it and you have to press them with very pinpoint accuracy. Mm-hmm. Now it seems they step away from both of those systems completely and move it across a line, again, similar to Terra Rhythm, which actually sounds pretty interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to see what that is all about when it comes out in the fall. Yeah, and I'm, you know, because the first game had a demo too, I'm, I'm pretty sure this will probably have one as well. And then, I mean, you know, with TGS coming up as well, uh, they'll probably have something playable on the show floor and I might be able to get a chance to play yeah. that. So, um, I'm interested to see what you think of that system. Yeah. It looks inter- it looks it looks intriguing anyway. Yeah, I, I don't think I played the original one, even though the demo was free. I just never played it. I think I downloaded it even, but I just never played it. But um, you should you should, you should try the demo. Uh, it's interesting. Cool. It it, it 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 was a difficult rhythm game though. It, the system was a bit difficult, so I can't see why they moved away from it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, um, aside from that, the cave has actually been announced here for Japan. Sega is going to be publishing that. It's coming to the eShop, so that's kind of cool. Uh, they didn't really uh... they didn't really give a specific date. I mean, I don't know. Dunn apparently hates the game. Uh, but I don't. Re- I know I don't really like. It. Okay. Well, from what I, I've heard, like on not only NWR podcasts, I think like Weekend Confirmed and uh, maybe just Weekend Confirmed, <laughs> but uh, whatever that they were talking about it, people liked it, seemed to like it. So that's coming to Japan finally. Uh, also, another thing that's going to be coming to Japan on July 25th and actually localized by Nintendo themselves, Lego City Undercover finally making its way here to Japan uh, on the Wii U to give people here in Japan something to play. Uh, so that's kind of cool. It's a, it's it's that's a great game. Yeah, it seems cool. Uh, I don't know if I want to buy the Japanese version. I mean, it seemed funny. I was like watching the trailer in Japanese. I mean, they had like some funny stuff and whatnot, but I don't know. Minoru, what do you think, man? Do you are you interested at all? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Okay. Yeah. What is this game about? Are you like a Lego guy that solves mysteries? Uh, Don? No, you're. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're our uh, Chase McCain. Okay. Um, and, and, <laughs> yes. And in 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 the entire English, um, I, I can only speak for the English plot. Really, is that you um, you are already established cop in Lego City. You have to solve um, like a big crime wave that has been hitting uh, that city lately. Uh, so you go. To, you have this very big like GTA style city to explore. Okay. Um, and you um, you can do the missions in like 15 various chapters, which will take roughly like 20 hours to complete. But then there's all this unlockable stuff, and you can rock around in Lego City and we'll do whatever you like. And you will be spending like additional like an extra 15 hours of that. It's a lot of fun. It's a, it's one of the best Lego games I've played since Lego Island on PC. Okay. So, so that's saying a lot because that came out in late and late. 98, early 2000. Um, and it's, it, it, it doesn't really restrict you. It's, 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 and it's also a lot of fun. It has a lot of fun with itself, especially with its humor. Um, it makes a lot of cool references along the way, especially related to movies and TV shows. 
and all these other stuff. Um, yeah, it's a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing it is, is it's the loading times, but for the rest, it's a really, really fun game. Uh, essentially, Ty, it's kind of like a GTA game in a Lego world, more or less. But like a little bit, you know, not as maybe violent or crude, but... A little more family friendly. <laughs> I guess so. That's what it seems like from yeah, what I've heard. But some of some of the, some of the jokes are really pick, more picked up by actual like more adults. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So there's that, some fun for for the for for like the, the for the smaller ones as well. But I think that people who are a little bit older will appreciate it a lot more. Ah, okay. So, I think I get what what you're saying. Yeah, I think about a month yeah. ago on Radio Free Nintendo, Guillaume had talked about it and it's I, I really enjoyed listening to him talk about what he liked and then even some of the things that he didn't like too just kind of give it a good roundabout uh you know what this game is and what it isn't basically um yeah so sounds fun yeah it's, it's it sounds one of the one of the biggest undertakings and most of the biggest risks that Nintendo have taken, but it it's it seems to work out extremely well for them. The 3DS game is not as hot, but mm-hmm. uh, the Wii U game is actually really really great. So I'm actually excited for Japan that they finally yeah. get. And it. when it comes to like Lego games, really, like I don't think there's really been too many that have come out here in Japan. Cause, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been like scoping the yeah. shell. I'm fuck. I remember when the 3DS came out. Like there was that Lego Clone Wars game. Star Wars Clone Wars mm-hmm. game. I was thinking, cool, I like Star Wars. I want to play this. Guess what? Too bad, I can't. <laughs> so, I don't know. But, you, but, you, but you're getting the best one. Yeah. So, I don't know if I'll buy this. i probably just buy Yakuza 1 and 2 and crush. And then I will buy it for you for your birthday. That's confirmed. It's that. pretty fucking expensive, but I'll take it. No, I don't care. <laughs> you just get it. <laughs> okay. F you. You're just getting it for your I'm, birthday. You're going to like I'm it. I'm not going to argue. So... Okay, cool. Great. <laughs> All right, and uh, Ty, can you go ahead and end this up off there with that last bit of news? New Super Luigi U, coming both physically and digitally to Wii U. Digital version arrives June 19th in Japan for 2,100 yen. The physical version is coming a bit later on July 13th for 3,885 yen. Jesus Christ, that's a bit of a price jump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, th- I think if you... Yeah, I think for the physical version, it may include that challenge stuff from the original game. Mm. That's why it's a little bit more expensive, because they want to make the deal a bit sweeter. Yeah. I should hope so. <laughs> yeah. Man, the, the, the difference between, like, digital and physical games in Japan is kind of nuts sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, then sometimes it doesn't even make much of a difference, <laughs> which yeah. is stupid. But um, yeah, so yes, uh, new Super Luigi U. It's coming out everywhere basically this summer. I think uh, Japan's getting it first, and then I think Europe is getting it next, and then basically uh, North America, North, North America is getting it. If last. you're if you're talking about retail, yeah, that's pretty much how the case. Yeah, is. I think yeah with with the digital stuff, it's almost basically the same day if you take in consideration like time zones and stuff like that. I think. No, well, you're uh, Japan is getting it a day earlier because their updates are on Wednesday. Okay, there it is. Uh, which technically is for me Tuesday, so possibly you should pick it up in Japan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, first day is when it comes out. That first day is when it comes out for Europe and North America. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You guys interested in this stuff at all? or? 
I, I, I kind of am. I mean, it's interesting enough that they're doing a whole expansion on an entire game, right? Including the, we didn't expect like the multiplayer stuff mm -hmm. before this Nintendo Direct, and we never thought it actually would. Mm -hmm. But now that it has, I'm actually kind of more interest interested in the game because of that new character uh, Nabbit mm -hmm. and of how the old, all those elements come in place. I'm actually more of interested now mm -hmm. in new Super uh, new Super Luigi U. Uh, which wasn't the case before. Yeah. So, I'm I'm thinking about picking it up. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably pick it up regardless. I don't. I haven't even beat the Mario U yet, so <laughs> maybe that's something I should do, right? But uh, Minoru, how about you, man? Like, are you gonna get this game? Yes, uh, I'm gonna get it digitally. Digitally, okay, yeah. cool. Ty, when you got your Wii U, did you just get Zombie U, or did you get Mario also, or what? I just got Zombie U. Okay. Okay. So, okay, Don, you're probably the guy to ask about this, but you have to have New Super Mario Bros. U to get the DL, this digital version, right? On June 19th, yeah, but uh, okay. if, if the, the physical version will also be available digitally the same day. Uh huh. So you can wait till June for July 13 and buy the whole game on its own. Okay, okay. Cool. And I'm not sure, maybe they will put it out on the same day, but it seems like it that way. Mm hmm. Cool. Well, right on. Well, that, that's pretty much like the exclusive Japan stuff for the Nintendo Direct. Did, you, did, we, did we talk about the release date for the Wonderful 101? No, we did not, actually. Um, the Wonderful 101 comes out in Europe on August 23rd, mm -hmm. North Amer uh, Japan on August 24th, mm -hmm. and North America on September 15th for some reason. Yeah, weird. Hmm. I don't know. Pers so, personally... Uh, yeah, it continues the trend of getting games earlier in Europe for some reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's cool for Europe, but uh, personally for this game, I don't care. Am I the only one? Yeah, you're the only one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. Minoru? Have fun being the only one again. Minoru, join the dark side. Be with me. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna buy one for one. Oh, fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's fine. Whatever. Maybe I'll give in to the hype. I don't know. If I could quit playing uh, Yakuza dude, 1 and dude, 2, I'd probably just dude. be too busy with the hostess clubs on there to even care about this stuff. So, Dude, don't diss that game. <laughs> Wonderful 101 is going to be Hey, awesome. don't you dare diss Yakuza 1 and 2 and the hostess clubs. I'll I kill you. I'll kill you! <laughs> I won't kill you. I played those games already. Okay. <laughs> I haven't, so... Relax, man. <laughs> No, cool, cool. Smoke a joint or something. Hey, I'm just, uh, it's, it's, I'm off the chain today. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. Anyway. Okay. All right. Well, I think it's going to go ahead and do it for news. So we're going to go ahead and move on. All right, and next up here we have a short little E3 prediction segment that we're going to have. I mean, obviously, this year with Nintendo not necessarily going to the show and doing some kind of a big hoo-ha, whatever, uh, production, they still are, they're still going to have Nintendo Directs and what, Jet June 11th? 
they're going to have their event. Uh, I think Japan time, it's right around like 11 p.m. maybe. They haven't confirmed it for Japan. I'll probably do that like, you know, 12 hours before. But I think at least for, I saw the, the time for Australia, it's confirmed for like midnight. So it's about, you know, 11 here. Uh, I'm assuming it all. No, they, they, have, they have announced it, the, the time and date for Japan. Did they? Yeah, on, the, on their Twitter page. Okay, well, there it is. Don is uh, paying attention to things, but uh, yeah. Okay, so Nint- it's, okay, so so uh, uh, um, Pacific time, North America, it's seven a.m. Europe, it's 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 four p.m. Central European time, and Japan is eleven p.m. Uh, GST. Okay, cool. So there it is. I mean, you know, Nintendo is going to be having something, regardless of you know they're not going to have this big production, all that type of bullshit. But uh, the 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 interesting part about that is, by the way. Mm-hmm. It is before even they're going to hold their uh, Wii U showcase for the press. Right, right, right. Like like two or three hours before even that. Right, right. So everybody, so Nintendo is intending to see that everybody, like in Japan, it, I know it's 11 p.m., but it's still, still not too. 11. No, it's fine. Uh, but so they want people to see that Nintendo direct. Mm-hmm. Right. The the press and like the the regular consumer. Right. So it actually sounds. That they're taking it still seriously. Right, I think so too. So, I don't know. So, what? basically this next little bit of a segment that we have, we're going to kind of do at least one prediction of what we think Nintendo is going to be talking about. Uh, whether that be for some kind of fall releases or, you know, whatever. Whatever they're going to be doing for Wii U, 3DS, whatever. But uh, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and kick us off and... Uh, I kind of hope this doesn't come true, but uh, <laughs> Nintendo, please, God, prove me wrong. And I think they will. But, you know, they haven't really talked too much about Wii Fit U, which is was supposed to be a launch window <laughs> title for the Wii, and it's still not out. Yep. So, obviously, that's going to be blown out, I think, for the fall. I hope to God that's not something that they're like, oh! This is the big game of the fall, you know, whatever. No, that's not going to be the. Case, I don't think so too. I think you know, with, with in Japan, in Japan, it's still listed for summer on their website. But really, well, I think that'll probably. I don't know. I think that'll, what's, up, what's up with I that? I think that'll probably change, but I think you know what they're going to yeah. be doing for sure. I think you know, new 3D Mario. I would maybe put money, not much, maybe like a nickel, that uh, we can expect to see that this fall, and that's going to be one of the big games. Possibly. Yeah, that's going to be one of the big games coming up for the Wii U this fall. So, I mean, you know, you got a lot of doom and gloom stuff with the Wii U, and, I mean, yeah, it is kind of in a shitty position, but then again, too, it has only been, like, you know, what, seven months? You know, six months? Um, I think seven months is a bit late for a console life cycle to not announce much. I know, but but I'm saying, like, this isn't a time when it's like, oh, we use fucked! I mean, I think that's really... No, 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 that's absolutely not the case, but I think... I think they need to show us stuff. Definitely. So, I mean, E3, this this conference is vital for Nintendo, and they really need to show us that, hey, we got some cool stuff coming out. And, you know, this isn't necessarily least, stuff yeah. that's going to be, you know, ah, bringing Call of Duty guys to, you know, Nintendo, and be, oh, I'm going to play Mario, because that's just not ever going to fucking happen, you know? You, you know? you know what the good thing is? At least starting June, they have a game each month. Yeah, yeah. So that that's what I think. I think, you know, Mario, 3D Mario for Wii U, that's going to be coming sometime this holiday season. I think we can look forward to that. So, uh, if, they're, if they're taking the same approach as 3DS, and that's kind of where my prediction leads to, uh-huh. 
I pre- I think that the Mario game and Mario Kart are both going to release this year. Okay. Mario Kart. Mm. A game I could be interested in. <laughs> <laughs> and I I kind and I kind of hope and this is the second part of my prediction do something good with Mario Kart on Wii. U. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Because, because honest to God, they watched Mario Kart Seven out of the freaking door. Yeah, uh. and I and I barely played. I played like the Wii version, like one hundred hours, and like the DS version, like fifty. Mm-hmm. How much did I play the 3DS version? Barely twelve. I played it for like four hours, and I was done. Man, yeah, I I felt I I, I felt I, sp- I played a couple of hours online, and I sometimes play like one or two matches, but. That is it. I, I I barely feel invested in in this version of Mario Kart, possibly because it has the least amount of features, even less than like the Wii or DS yeah. game. Ty, what Man. do you think, dude? Um, I, Mario Kart has like an amazing legacy, and you know if they could live up to it with like, you know, just playing good video game design, mm-hmm. it it could be the game that like you know makes Wii U worth owning. Mm-hmm. Well, it it, it 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 doesn't only needs to be like playing good game design because if that was the case, then Mario Kart Seven would have been a success. Hmm. I I really believe that they need to add features that utilize the Wii U in a good way, and like in a really good way. They can't just slap Mario Kart on a, and make a few courses and call it a day. They really need to do something different. Maybe they include every single course in it. That would be freaking awesome, hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they, but they need to do something that gives it the game longevity because Mario Kart Seven doesn't have that, right. and it's the only Mario Kart we're ever going to get on this system. Yeah. Well, Minoru, you love Mario Kart Seven, right? Ah, uh, yes. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, I, just I, <laughs> I didn't play it so long. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I think uh, it depends on uh, who is developing it, the right. new version. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. I, 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 I think that retro should keep it, should be doing its own thing, and that ADA, that HD, one of the EAD, one of the company's internal development studios, should take it very seriously. Right. Yeah. For sure. Um, as far as the 3D Mario game is concerned, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it could go either way. They could be doing something more. More something in the line of like the Galaxy games, but that format format seems a bit. It has 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 ground, but the ground feels a bit done, and I want to see what's kind of next for Mario, especially on Wii U. Right. And what that exactly is, we don't know. Right. I, I can I can give you a million answers, but the only true people who know it are the people at Nintendo. Right. 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 Um, as far as other stuff is concerned, what will be there? Um, perhaps we'll see something of Bayonetta. That seems likely. Wonderful one hundred one. They said that after they announced the date, they said that they would show gradually more in the months ahead. And I think E three would also be a good case to kind of showcase the game more because we have seen just two playable levels in like. Ever since E3 last year, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of hoping that we'll see something that um, makes us more excited for that game. Right, right. Um, is the, let's see what else is there. 
Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Smash Brothers will be playable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think so either. I do, uh, maybe you'll see a trailer. Maybe. <laughs> but we we are not sure. They have promised us screenshots. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, for the rest, uh, that's, uh, a, that's a game that could potentially have a pretty short development cycle depending on like um how they you know decide to approach the the single player versus the multiplayer mm-hmm. and that sort of True. stuff so i mean it, if memory serves wasn't um the first time they showed melee wasn't it playable at that very same e3 yeah it was True. Yeah, True. yeah i was there it was hype wow awesome i wanted to be there <laughs> it was amazing the best press conference of my life hmm. one of mine too but i was at home <laughs> yeah we, dude. We, don't, we don't we don't know what is uh, going to happen for that it could go either way i mean i trust nemco enough that they could deliver us something to to actually show us yeah maybe but yeah it could it, it's that's that's one that is really hard to call yeah um, for the rest, we don't know what's going to happen during E3, mm-hmm. and maybe this is a big worry. Um, we know that Nintendo and the Pokemon Company will be showing more of X and Y, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that's something that is something interesting on the 3DS side of things. But for the rest, it's it's a big guessing game, and I hope that they play their cards right. That's the only thing I'm really hoping for. Yeah, yeah. And that they give us something beyond 2013. That we have something to look forward to next year. Right, right. Maybe they will announce that later in the year at the Nintendo Direct, but I feel that they need to make the first steps to the new to 2014 now. Yeah, just something. I mean, just to give us some kind of a, a bare bones, like, hey, this is coming. And, you know, you can expect details at, like, a Nintendo Direct later. I mean, yeah, even I like they, to play yeah. video games. <laughs> Please show us some. Yeah, come on. And I think, you know, I think that they will. I mean, I think it'd be stupid for them not to do that uh, with at least something, a couple things, you know. So, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, like, Mario Kart and Smash Brothers would uh, totally renew my interest in the Wii U. <laughs> I mean, really, that's... The only way I could justify buying a, a Wii U at launch like I did was Smash Brothers will come out. That's a, that's a game that exists. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will be good. <laughs> at least we're getting games starting this summer, so at least a good sign that Nintendo is taking Wii U now at this point more seriously. Uh-huh. Um, how the other months are going to be filled? Hopefully we get it answered, E3. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, because uh, because everything in September is kind of open for discussion. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ty, like, do you have any like big predictions or anything like that that you thought about or? Mm. No, this is like way too hard to call. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, sometimes it's plainly obvious like what Nintendo will show, but not this year. Mm-hmm. No, I mean. All of their, they played all of their cards for the 3DS, so I don't expect any announcements for the 3DS this year. Right. I mean, we know Zelda's I, coming in 
you know, later this year in North America and in early 2014 in Japan. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's really, and then, you know, fucking Mario Party and all this other crazy stuff, too. I mean, yeah, there's really not a lot of mystery with 3DS right now. I, I really I, I really hope that, similar how they did it with, like, Zelda and um, with Mario Party, we get a glimpse into that future. Mm-hmm. Because it's important we get it now. We pretty much know what's happening with the 3DS, and the 3DS is doing it well. Mm-hmm. And we don't need any more than that. There's there's enough to be excited about. Mm-hmm. And I feel that the excitement for for Wii U still needs to be had. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting stuff now. We're getting Pikmin and we're getting the Wonderful 101, which are great games. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Pikmin. Uh, but we, we're, yeah, but we, get, we knew about those games like many, many months ago. And they haven't come out during the launch window, and we're still kind of waiting for it. In some cases, many, many years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to show Zelda, you got to show Mario Kart, you got to show Smash Brothers. Those are the games that are going to move systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Will and, they? And they need to wor- Ooh, hope so. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 at least hope on one big surprise. Maybe it's Retro's game. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Yeah. It, it, but usually there are rumors or something like a hint we can expect, but not this year because the entire message seems controlled by NCL. Right. Yeah. And that's because of the Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Minoru, like, do you have any ideas or anything, man, that you've been thinking about that Nintendo might surprise us with or anything uh, like that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think this is pretty safe. Uh, third-party Wii U titles, at least exclusive ones, will not be announced. Hmm. And the only you, exception may be Monster Hunter 4. Okay. For Wii U. For Wii U? Okay. Well, they will talk maybe about uh, Sonic Lost World at that uh-huh. time. Yes, but uh, it it has been already announced. Yeah, but... Uh, f- f- uh, yeah, you're right, but... Uh, I'm wondering if there's anything from third parties coming for Wii U, and that's kind of depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much now a first-party machine without any first-party content. <laughs> well put. Uh. Yeah, I don't know, and I, I think Cheese Meister Three K on a uh, on a uh, Twitter put something interesting. And it's like, yeah, you know, in North America during E three, uh, Nintendo is going to be giving sending I whatever doing some kind of demo systems on uh, be- at Best Buys and stuff throughout the yeah. country. And then he made a he made a great point. There are no, absolutely no, demo units for Wii U here in Japan. It's almost as if Nintendo doesn't give a fuck about their home console here in Japan. I don't know. It does kind of seem well, like that. Well, to be to to be to put that in perspective, the Wii the Wii was more successful in Europe and North America. Sure, sure. I agree, though that. It seems weird to me that this is a Japanese company that doesn't really seem to respect the Japanese audience currently. Yeah. I mean, yeah, console gaming is definitely nowhere near as what it could have been maybe like, I don't know, 10 years ago or something in Japan. But I mean, fuck, man. With Nintendo not really pff, pledging so much support to their own home console, 
in the home country. I mean, they didn't do they didn't do similar to the, to the 3DS right, where they had this whole event where they showcased yeah. games that people could play. Yeah, and I, you know, honestly, before the Wii U came out, I thought Nintendo might do something like that. I thought that they're like, hey, we want to get people excited about the Wii U in Japan. We're going to have this special event so people can see it and play it and be excited. They didn't do that. They didn't do that at all. I mean, yeah, they had a couple of demos of TGS for fucking, you know, Romance of the Three Kingdoms or whatever. And it's like, that wasn't too fun, <laughs> you know, and a couple other things like that. But I mean, man, it, before the system came out, there's really almost... It's the, if the best thing you have to show TGS is Tekken, you don't... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah... Where are you going with yeah, this? Yeah, but you got the Mario costume, and he's wearing a Koopa costume. Get fucked, man. I, 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 really think, I really think that it's, it's in NCL's best interest to bring, to go to Tokyo Game Show at some point in its lifespan. Yeah, I don't know. To, to me... If they're, if they're not really bothered to set up their own events like they're doing in Europe and North America, mm-hmm. or going to, like, Gamescom or E3, mm-hmm. then maybe they should really start something of their own back in Japan, but they're not doing something like that. Yeah, I don't know. To me, please correct me if I'm wrong, guys, if you think I'm going way too off the chain here. It, it really just doesn't seem like Nintendo cares about Wii U in Japan. It just seems like they don't really... Adver- with advertising, they don't really push it aside from the same cliche fucking advertisements with, oh, Grandma and Grandpa are playing Wii U. Bullshit. Nobody's playing Wii U in Japan. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on! <laughs> I mean, Resident Evil Revelations came out this week for real, right. and I've been playing a little bit of that, and I, I, I like it very, very much. But I, the only push that that game got was at a direct like a week before in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like if you want to, su- if if Nintendo wants to support the Wii U in a meaningful way, do it like a few months beforehand and get like something exclusive out of it. Yeah, no kidding. I, I don't know. I, 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 And I think they talked about this on RFN. I think Nintendo doesn't even know what the hell they want to do with Wii U. And it, it's even more apparent in Japan because they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. And it's just stupid. But anyway. At, at, at least I can say that the last game I played was just a few months ago, which is Lego City Undercover. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but the situation in, in Japan currently is worse. Yeah. I mean, yeah, War- uh, Game and Wario. <laughs> game and Wario. Game and Wario was great. Don't get me wrong. Game and Wario was a great game, but that was also a couple of months ago. Sure. Yeah. That was like the end of March. We're now almost at June. Exactly. Exactly. And the next game is DLC. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So. That's that's a fr- that's a free month. That's a free month gap. It's a goddamn travesty, is what it is, and I. I don't have any answers, and obviously Nintendo doesn't either, really. So hopefully E3, they'll show us that they know what the hell's going on. I really hope so. I really do hope so. So That's that's the biggest concern. It's not the concern that we don't know much what they're going to show, but it's the information and how are they're going to present it to us that's the biggest worry. Right, right, right. I mean, I mean, again, Nintendo Direct is not the biggest worry. They have done excellent Nintendo Directs. Yeah. Like, the last two for 3DS were great. Sure. But they need to do that the same way for Ryu. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like they haven't done that or haven't thought about it that way of doing so. Mm-hmm. And they need to do it as soon as they possibly can. And I'm not sure if the day of E3 itself is good enough. Mm-hmm. 
I really believe that should they have should done it a little earlier. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, it's the make or break point at that point. Yeah, I think so. Too. I mean, they they have they've now shown us what's close by and that close by stuff interests us, but we already knew about it. Now show us what is in, in the future. We don't know about that stuff, and we hopefully want to know what is going on with that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, um, do you guys have anything else to add? Anything else that you hopes and dreams of E3 or anything just before we go on to the next? I, I, I think I think it's going to be another slow E3 for 3DS. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I can add to it. Sure. Sure, sure. Maybe one day I'll turn my Wii U on again. <laughs> also, 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 you Japan doesn't have the the Rayman challenges app. No, it? we don't, dude. There are like fucking no demos on the eShop. Well, we have the demo for Resident Evil Revelation. Yeah, now that's about it. I don't think there's really anything. <laughs> else. It's fucking pathetic. So when I hear people bitch about stuff in North America and Europe, we don't have anything to play. Derp, come to Japan. There isn't shit to play on Wii U. And uh, we have no mm, download-only titles. Yeah, Neo Assault or Nano Assault, uh -huh. excuse me. Yes. And that—that's—that's that's a, that's a good game. And Othello. <laughs> Fuck, fucking Othello. <laughs> Fuck Othello. Uh, I, I reviewed that recently. I gave it a six point five. And then and then Pokemon Rumble U, which I talked about Fuck last month, game. also not very good. Fuck that game so hard, God. <laughs> oh man, I gave that a five. Come on. <laughs> Um, oh. uh, 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 seriously, independent developers can get their games out in Japan, and yeah. they actually want. I know. Like it... the, the the guy the guys from Gaijin Games who made one or two, which is an excellent game, want to get their game out in Japan, but NCL has the restriction that it needs to be a Japanese company owned by Japanese investors to get directly published onto the. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. And I mean, yeah, you know, I just said, fuck you guys, you got the North American Wii You know, I said that. Well, then again, you know, we got 3DS. Japanese 3DS is fucking awesome. If 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 if, the, if Nintendo really thinks like that, they should possibly think about starting their own campaign for import titles. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, that, maybe that's a good idea. Yeah. Or may, uh, maybe I can think of better marketing ideas for for Japan and North America and Europe than them possibly can. I think a right fucking six-year-old with half a brain can do that, man. Seriously. I mean, there are six. I think there are six extra downloadable games, which which I think Japan would be very interested in having. Yeah. So it's it's a weird place to be, and hopefully Nintendo has some answers and. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll quit bitching about it, because, yeah, because then again, you know, we got 3DS in Japan, which is, like I said, it's freaking amazing. Um, so, anyway, uh, we have one little bit of a segment we're going to do before we wrap up, so go ahead and listen to this little bit of a musical break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we're back, and uh, earlier this week, at the time of recording, on March 21st in North America, March 22nd at like 2 a.m. here in Japan, uh, Microsoft unveiled uh, Xbox One, their new 
next generation console, which is no, their next entertainment device. Excuse me, <laughs> their next entertainment device. Um, yeah, so there's <laughs> there's a lot of interesting things to be said about this. I mean, honestly, I was telling these guys before we recorded or whatever during one of the breaks. Uh, when I first watched the conference, I was kind of excited because mainly because of like game stuff. Because I was thinking, hey, cool. I want to play Call of Duty because that's me. I like Madden. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Duty Flashbang. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I like that type of stuff. I, I like my Xbox 360. I think there's some cool games for it. But fuck, the more and more I heard about shit after the conference, it was like the more I wanted to just burn my 360 and throw it out of like a, I don't know, throw it out of Tokyo Tower or something. I mean, it's just. Yeah, I don't know. What what do you guys think about this? Oh man, where to start? <laughs> uh yeah, where to start with this? Um well, you know, uh this generation of consoles, you know, I bought Wii, PS3 and 360 and like within a year of getting the 360, I was basically all in on 360. Like it had everything I wanted and it was amazing. And I, I thought since, you know, the Wii U, let's be honest, kind of sucks. <laughs> the PS4 presentation, they didn't, like, fuck up, but it wasn't really impressive either. Mm-hmm. So I thought no. Microsoft was kind of in a position to, you know, have the best console uh, position ever. <laughs> and, I, and I told you and I told you back then, it was a very... Um cynic about how they're going to handle that person yeah and then they're, they're like Xbox. let's see how bad we can fuck up and then get away with it it's so they even they even filled out my expectations by being totally shit yeah i mean oh my god yeah, well oh they they didn't really show any games but that to be fair, that's what they said they, they were going to oh, do. They, oh, they, oh, wait, 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 wait. They showed games. Yeah. They showed Forza. Well, I mean, they showed they, Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was about, you know, showing off the system, you know, and the stuff it's going to do. And then the games are going to show at E3. So that's fair. But, I mean, like, they've had really inconsistent messages or even contradicting messages on how they're going to handle, like, DRM Mm-hmm. And yeah, basically DRM. Like, are you gonna be able to resell your games? Are you gonna be always online? And they have just not delivered like a clear message on that. the The latest message we heard about that is that if you trade in the game and somebody else buys it, they have to pay an additional fee to get the game under on their system to run yeah, it. under their own and, username and, 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 or oh, whatever. Yeah, and you have to, and you have to check in online every twenty-four hours because it will constantly check if your game is still installed under your hard drive. Yeah, and that is pretty much a pile of horseshit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the optimist in me wants to say they're just kind of testing the waters now to see how people react, and people are reacting no. with torches and pitchforks. <laughs> so you know maybe. By E3, maybe they'll clarify a position that is or is not awful. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like... 
Well, uh, here's the here's the thing where which um, says that they aren't going to do that. Um, we all remember the Adam North situation that happened a, f- a few weeks before that about the always online thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't. They didn't address that directly after the conference. When some journalist came up with them, they gave these these very vague answers. They didn't make a clear statement about always online connection and. They always constantly change their opinion, and now they're saying we haven't made any statements at yeah. all. What the press is talking it's about? It's like, yeah, what the fuck? Didn't, really? didn't Peter Moore? You, you, you guys, Peter Moore went on record to say something to like, "Oh, we check in every twenty-four hours with the online." Then all of a sudden, nope, that's not true. Well, no, that is true. What? What the fuck? What the fuck is true? Yeah, didn't I mean, Jesus. Uh, you, wasn't you, Major you guys, Nelson? You guys actually uh, said talking that. about uh, like they haven't even decided that internally yet. Like, it might be on a per-publisher basis. Like, you might be able to decide... Uh, kind of like region protection. Uh, like uh, Major, Major, Major Nelson said on his blog um, that the press did un- inaccurate statements. Gosh, really? Her... They are making inaccurate statements? They're getting inaccurate answers. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, like, they, they have to do some serious damage control right now uh, and, like, at least deliver, like, a clear motherfucking message about how their system is going to work. Yeah. But that's Xbox. They're not going to do that. Okay. But, I mean... I'm, seriously, what what have they done clearly at the last free E3 conferences? Well, I'll tell you some things they have done properly, which is they have an Ethernet port on their system, and they have USB ports on their system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm not talking about hardware. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about delivering messages to the people. They have no fucking idea what they're doing. <laughs> exactly. This is what something I was afraid about, and they double did it. They double did it. They even, they, yeah. They uh, they did it. They did it even worse than I even anticipated. It is. How can a console manufacturer fuck up a conf- a conference this important? Yeah, like like it's like the freaking reveal. Uh, yeah, like I almost want to say like this is some like a uh, bizarre psyop or something to see <laughs> to see just see to, just to test the waters and see how people react <laughs> and then they're they're gonna use this as marketing they, data they, 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 they can do they can do marketing if they have another freaking idea what they're doing and i don't have a freaking idea what they're doing apparently uh Though so this, this has been discussed on every video game site from here to Africa, so <laughs> let's talk about what this means for Japan. Exactly. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if you checked out the conference at all, I mean, obviously they talk about said... a lot of TV shit for North America, a lot of services and stuff like that that doesn't matter outside of North America. Don't get me wrong, I love the NFL. I love Netflix. I love all that type of shit. But in Japan, yes, I can enjoy Netflix. I can enjoy NFL through like a VPN. But I can't enjoy American cable, uh, obviously. And I don't know. I mean, what? Didn't they have something happening? Didn't they have some kind of a a similar event in Europe? Or was it like the same thing, Don? Or what? Uh, What are you talking about? Sorry. I could have swore that it did something in like London or whatever for Xbox. Um... Like on the same day. I could be completely fucking wrong. That's fine. <laughs> you, you mean talk? Um, I mean a separate event for your for European? Yeah, I could have swore that they had like a, a sister event or something. 
Yeah, they just had to uh, had the same like uh, tests they showed afterwards. They just showed the presentation and did uh, show the controller and that sort of stuff. Okay. So well... they showed them the American presentation. <laughs> like it means anything outside of America. Yeah, like it means anything outside of America. And hmm. for me, it after watching it, it says nothing for Japan or Europe. It no. absolutely says nothing. Yeah. And it said they're still dedicated to those regions. But what the hell does that mean? Does that mean you're actually going to talk this time to, to content providers and get content to the Japanese Xbox? Because yeah. I don't freaking believe that. I don't either. I have no grind in my mind that's saying, yeah, that's going to happen. Definitely. There is, yeah, there is no fucking way that Microsoft is going to be teaming up with Japanese broadcasters to be able to basically hook your Xbox up and no. watch streaming regular TV through your Xbox. In, Fuck in, no. In Europe, in Europe, 90 different countries to work with? Are you freaking insane? <laughs> yeah, that's even more difficult, right? Maybe yeah. they'll do karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that worked so well for Ryu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but seriously, my lord, um, I... You can only hope that the games that are showing at E3 are really good, like the fifteen exclusive, like yeah, eight they, original titles and seven existing yeah, IPs. They could sell me a bucket of AIDS if they showed Killer Instinct three. But 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 you, but you know what? Killer Instinct three is not going to cut it if Sony has a better lineup of games going for them. I don't care. I'm buying any system that has Killer Instinct three. <laughs> I I'm, I'm personally I. I Especially with the non-consumer friend, non the the consumer unfriendly propositions they're making, I can myself see never buy an Xbox One. I can tell you that much. Yeah, Be- because because if they're really going through with this, if they're really thinking that they can screw over consumers like it, I will never buy an Xbox One. Never in the hell of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it does not look good if they're not going to change their you know policies on everything. The yeah. only thing that I thought was really cool was the basically putting the computing power to the cloud, essentially. Uh, you know, essentially like, hey, you know, obviously you have this amount of stuff in the physical hardware or whatever, but if you have all the stuff connected to the cloud, you can essentially get more uh, power uh, into your games or whatever. Assuming you have good connection. You have indeed a cloud, but you don't have any of your purchased purchase digital titles from Xbox Live Arcade. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought that idea was interesting. I mean, obviously... I mean, I mean seriously, play- everything, everything you purchased on Xbox Live is worthless now. Mm-hmm. We're going into to this digital age where accounts matter. Your digital purchases matter. matter. Nintendo hasn't realized, realized this. Mm-hmm. But but if I want to play like my future like the digital download of titles on a next handheld or something, I would really love to do that. Yeah, don't Xbox, trade in Xbox, your 360. Yeah, Xbox <laughs> Xbox had that system in place and they're not using it. Yeah. Why the hell not? Even PlayStation 3 4 is using it in a very convoluted way, but they're still using it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Minoru as a hardcore Xbox Halo fan. How do you feel about uh, all this? No, uh, but uh, I, I have a 360. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, since uh, they don't give a fuck to Japan, <laughs> uh, I don't give a fuck to X-Bone. <laughs> X-Bone, yes. Oh, man, I'm a bigger Xbox Japan fan than Minoru. I mean, mm. I have a 
an American 360 and a Japanese 360. Jesus, man. Yeah, so I can play all the Japan exclusives, like... <laughs> Galgon. Uh, yeah, Idol Master. Idol Master. Uh, <laughs> Dream Club, the host club game. Awesome. But seriously, yeah. seriously, Danny, you laughed at Idol Master, but Galgon is way more disturbing. Yeah, dude. Okay. And, of uh, course, uh, matchmaking with Japanese players. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, among really hardcore fighting game players, uh, Xbox is actually preferable. You'll find like the best, like uh, Street Fighter and Marvel vs. Capcom players on 360 because they are the better versions for, mm. um, like Netplay and also like uh, like Street Fighter Four has like an issue on 360 where the game responds like one frame slower than it does on 360. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's the the system of choice for hardcore fighting game fans in Japan. Hmm. Interesting. Cool. Well, I mean, we could probably go on and on and on about Xbox One and its inadequacies and all that stuff, but I think, you know, we <laughs> gave a pretty good uh, I guess roundup of kind of how we feel about this stuff. Um, so with that said, we're going to go ahead, unless you guys have something that you absolutely think you have to say about it. No, no, nah, dude. I think, oh, said, no. I think we said, oh, oh, we have forgot one thing. Television, 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 <laughs> television. Yeah. I mean, I don't use my 360 for watching videos or anything, but I have to admit like, because it's Japan and you can't. Yeah. Well, most, <laughs> most of my friends on my friends list, like I see Netflix more than anything. Yeah. And honestly, when I was in the States, I loved watching Netflix on my 360. It was great. But now, I mean, I have a virtual private network, VPN. It's great because I can watch American TV shows and stuff on Netflix. I can watch NFL. I can watch a lot of stuff. But the thing is, you have to have like a fucking configured uh, router to watch it. Use that stuff on your 360 or basically your game consoles. It's like, man, fuck that. I'll just watch it on my computer, hook it up to my TV. Whatever. Torrents are free. <laughs> That's a thing, too. But one thing I do like about Netflix is you find a bunch of shit that you don't even know that you even want to watch, which is kind of cool. But anyway. And anyways, yeah. Xbox yeah. has group viewing. It's cool as fuck. Yeah, I've never got to use that. Oh, so. you should totally use it. Sync up with your friends. And... If they have HD DVDs, I could use my HD DVD player and do an HD DVD party. Yeah, dude. But nobody does. <laughs> anyway. Also, one more thing I want to add. I just remembered. So they only have one as is SKU, mm-hmm. which um, features a 500 GB hard drive. Mm-hmm. I just figured that you have to install every single game to your hard drive. So they want you very soon to buy an additional hard drive. Hmm. Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, come back here in a couple of seconds. We're going to go ahead and do the wrap up. All right, and it's the time of the episode when we're everything's kind of joining or uh, going to a close. I you know, say thank you for the listen. Na 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 na. 
Exactly. Thank you for the listen. And uh, be sure to join us on the Talkback thread. Uh, post any kind of comments or criticisms, whatever. Uh, in the the talkback thread tell us about it discuss the episode Uh, be sure to ask us questions anything like that that's fine Um, yeah also if you have any questions for us you can definitely shoot that to us at famicast at nintendoworldreport.com yeah but before we go ahead and close the episode in full we're going to go ahead and give out our twitter handles and our last most interesting tweet and I'll go ahead and get us started Uh, my twitter handle is at dannybiv and my last interesting tweet, actually tonight, before I came and started recording the show, I went out to eat at one of my favorite Chinese restaurants here in my town, and I took a picture of it and put it on Twitter. So An American goes to a Chinese restaurant in Japan. What is <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's kind of a joke, I guess, but uh, it's yeah. really good. But uh, if you're looking at your screen right now, you can probably see a picture of that, unless I just fucked up and didn't add it. <laughs> but you should probably be able to see a picture. So, All right, that's me. So, Don... My last interesting tweet is related to the new issue of Nintendo Force, mm-hmm. which is out now. It came cool. out yesterday. Right on. Um, it features a couple of things Things I did. Um, I did a Lego City Undercover The Chase Begins review, which um, I didn't like too much. It was okay. I gave mm-hmm. it a six. Uh, spoiler. Um, did also like a review in progress for Animal Crossing New Leaf, so you can get like the first English details out of that. And there's also other stuff like um, the theme of the, um, the third issue is also about movies. Mm-hmm. So we have like an, an re- a retrospect on the live action Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh god! <laughs> Complete with never seen before production art. Wow! Yeah, uh, we um, made all al- made also a return of like something of the classic days, which is uh, classified information. Mm-hmm. So you can get like cool secrets out of that as well mm-hmm. and of course you have your regular stream of other reviews comics and what have you so that's all for you to grasp on it's 70 pages of awesomeness without any ads whatsoever cool 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 uh, which you can get on MacLeod or if you want more information go to the Nintendo Force website uh, but I, I said about it uh, the stuff that I just said so I don't actually need to Read you the tweet anymore. So there you go. <laughs> cool. Right on. All right. Well, uh, Ty. Yes. Uh, my Twitter name is Super Cat Drugs. Woo. Yes, drugs for cats. <laughs> no underscores. No weird characters. Just Super Cat Drugs. And mm-hmm. my most recent tweet is a fighting game fun fact. American players send hate mail. <laughs> Japanese players send thank you notes. <laughs> it's true. Earlier today, I played uh, a whole bunch of games with a a Japanese player, and even though I beat him up pretty badly, he said thank you for the matches. I had wow. a good time. Hmm. I think if I was him. I actually quoting one of my students who okay this is kind of weird the substitute teacher was at school she was just taking role just called this kid's name and the kid just started saying in English fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you just kept saying that I was like Jesus what's wrong with you kid but anyway it's that's, funny because he saw it in an American movie 
<laughs> he probably did. That sounds a lot Anyways. like the the mails I get from American players as well. <laughs> exactly. That's what yeah, I mean, I've had threats against my life. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm going to kill you. Okay. That's how you know you're good. <laughs> yeah. Right on, man. Right on. Cool. And uh, Minoru. Okay. Uh, my Twitter handle is at NWR underscore Minoru, M-I-N-O-R-U. And my most recent um, interesting tweet is, I've just eaten the most avant-garde hamburger ever. Oh, lettuce, lettuce sandwiches, meat, instead of bread. Mm-hmm. And I put uh, the link of the photo. Cool. Well, uh, hopefully I can have a picture of that that you're looking at right now on your smart device. Can I, I, can so. I also give a quick plug for, uh, for a little video I did? Sure. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, Don't Kill Country Return 3D earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. And I've talked, of course, about um, the Sunset Shore level with all of those shadows. I totally forgot that I actually did a video of that yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, so people can actually watch that on the YouTubes. Cool, cool, cool. YouTubes. So so I will actually give a link for people to check out. So check that out and see the awesomeness of that level for yourself in... Well, in 2D, but if you were on the 3DS, in 3D. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, like we said, that's going to go ahead and bring us to a close here. Uh, Obviously, rate and review Radio Free Nintendo on uh, iTunes. And also be sure to go ahead and listen to the other great podcasts that we have on NintendoWorldReport.com, including Connectivity and Radio Trivia. And one last thing I kind of wanted to mention here, too, is that you know, I had mentioned in the last episode about us doing a live episode uh, in July, and I think that we have a date picked out here. You mean, don't you mean June? What did I say? July? Yeah. <coughs> Mistake 21! You can tell I'm on the ball here today. Um, well, we're, we're planning to have, uh, the, for the 25th episode, we're wanting to do it live, and we're wanting to do that next month in June! Uh, possibly on the 22nd or 23rd, uh, depending on where you live. And we haven't really quite decided on a time yet, but I think that's a good time. And um, I'm trying to get a lot of the technical details worked out with some of the other guys that have done like live stuff before in the past. So unless something just totally comes up where everything's just completely screwed up, then, you know, it won't happen. But it's looking like it, it shouldn't be a problem that I should be able to get a lot of this stuff figured out and, if anything, get a lot of help from a lot of other people to get this done. And, uh, I mean, what we're planning on doing is kind of like a typical episode. But one thing that I, I kind of envision is that, you know, for you, the listeners, I want to give you guys a chance to call in. Uh, you know, if you have any questions for us, comments, whatever. If you want to give us death threats, uh, well, Please don't do that live on the air. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I also want to have some kind of question and answer thing, too, so to give you guys a chance to win some prizes. Um, yeah, I was thinking, maybe, Don, you could tell me if this is possible, but uh, I was thinking of even making some, like, eShop cards or whatever uh, available for prizes. I don't... Sure. And, like, basically, yeah, so I, I, that should be a possibility, I guess, depending on what... I also, I also have something to give away... For that show, and I think I was actually waiting for an opportunity to give this away. Okay. Uh, so I have a, like a Luigi's Mansion two-shirt giveaway, which was only given out to press. Okay, cool. So, so I'm going to give that away during the show. Okay. And I haven't. I, I plan on like going quote unquote shopping <laughs> to maybe pick up some cool prizes for you guys to have a chance to win. So um, 
Yeah, so definitely be looking forward to that for a live episode of the Famicast. Um, be sure to stick, you know, keep your eyes close to uh, NintendoWorldReport.com for any kind of site update because we'll probably be sending that out here in the next couple of weeks to let you know what time and what exact day that you can see this so that you can know when to be on your computer and what not to do the episode. Also, we're going to try to make it so we can record the episode too so that if you can't make it in live, that's fine because you can just listen in later. Obviously, you won't be able to win any prizes. But um, yeah, we're going to try to do this and make this awesome. So uh, please, please, we need your guys' help. Just please... Uh, join us. Let's make this a fun event, and this let's just make this awesome. So, yeah. So I guess with that, that's going to go ahead and bring Famicast 24 to a close. So thank you guys for coming on here with me today, and yeah, have a good rest of your night, day, whatever point of time of day you're in. So later. Hey. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. He's on fire. GameCube Nintendo. The regular game, you get that to that scenario as well. And interesting enough, it, it, it starts very... Danny, don't do ever do that again. Now I've broken my, uh, my thoughts. <laughs> I hate you, Danny. The dream is dead. Danny. Danny. What? Don't do ever do that again. Blow my nose. It, yeah, you broke uh, my uh, my faucet. It was here. really loud. I really? hope you le leave that in. But I can. <laughs> I just blow my nose, guys. Jeez. Directly into the microphone. I was like on the other side of the room, which is like two feet away. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could have just waited for you. I'm gonna start over again. Okay, that's now. fine. Hope hope you're happy. I kind of am. <laughs> because. Now Ty has to listen to the same story again. Uh oh, it'll be the first time for me. It's, I don't it's care. fine. I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you ever? Are you ever Ty? No. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. So let's start over again. Sure. All right. Do you want to again first? Or? See, see, from downtown again. GameCube Nintendo. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Fro. Uh, it's uh, it's coming something out of my printer. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Uh, um, let's move on to the next game then. Okay. Okay, you're done. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> that wasn't. Uh, wait. What? No. I said there's something something out of my printer. Something's printing in my house. Oh, okay. Whose mic is like making that interference? I mean, I don't care, but you know, I could take it out. But anyone. You know, are you still alive? Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's me because I'm hearing it. So, which interference? It's just like a 
breaking up sound every once in a while. It's not like too bad, but and it's usually not when you're. Well, t- like... I I I do that when uh, when I have um, have to cough or something. I cut out my audio. Oh well, I mean it's I don't know. It's I don't think it's that. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Just keep going. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. One second. I I want to. Should I continue? I want to wait till this thing comes out of the printer. Uh, if you need to, whatever, man. I'm curious to see what's coming out of your printer. Especially, <laughs> what is coming out of there? Yeah, especially if you didn't decide to print it. Like, if it's just yeah. printing on its own. Netherlands government is just like, hey, le- Don. Laptop, lap- laptop tablet sleeves. Okay. What? Like, sleeves for your arms? No, laptop tablet sleeves. For your arms? No, for the, for the tablet. For your arms. For your tablet's arms. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm gonna go put out the printer. So they're gonna be very pissed when they come in the room. <laughs> so, there you go.